I used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new start. Please, God, please, God. Don't ruin my childhood. Please don't remake this. Please don't remake this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guests of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me one of my repeat guests, a high school math teacher, woot woot, shout out to high school math teachers, and my very best and technically my only sister, Kelly (laughs) Almaguer. Well, thanks. Now I'm I'm so honored. <laughs> I have like honorary siblings, but then I was like, technically Kelly's the only one. So hi, well, Kelly. You're my favorite sister. Too. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I actually love that joke. I think it's a solid joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just to say, Jacob, math teachers aren't boring. <laughs> Oh, man. See, I knew you were going to bring it up. I joked I was going to, and then you go ahead and swoop right in. Well, you know, I got to just sneak that in there. (laughs) Jacob's listening to this and, like, crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. We haven't met, so, you know, I just wanted to to poke fun back. It's all right. (laughs) Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm so excited for you. Okay. I can't... (laughs) How do I... Okay. Finish. Think of the sentence and then say it, Lauren. I am... (laughs) So excited for I'm everyone. I'm in my chair. I live, like this episode is going. One, it's going to be super chaotic, and I'm emo. I'm, <laughs> I'm emotionally prepared. Like I'm mentally prepared for that. It's going to be okay. It's going to be chaotic because we're so excited. But two, the fact that you and I are going to be talking about probably the most iconic movie of the millennium of the millennial generation. I feel like this has to be like the millennial generation movie, right? Like. What else is there that, like, Mean Girls, maybe, but I feel like Mean Girls was a little, like, this was literally exactly 2000, so I feel like it just hits that sweet spot. Yeah, literally everyone. Like, it's G-rated for fuck's sake, so literally everybody can watch it. It is incredible. So we are talking about the one, the only... Emperor's, Emperor's new groove. <laughs> I, I, I hoped you would pause oh, long enough. No, sorry. I didn't know you would do that. That was great. Wait, we need to do it again. The okay. one, the only Emperor's new groove. Yeah, boy. Woo! Oh, oh, yeah. We're both dancing. It's a good party time. Um, We were talking about the Emperor's new groove. The perfect... Comedy movie? Like, literally, like, perfect, almost perfect. Like, practically perfect in every way. It's fucking genius. And, 
I'll be including in the show notes for y'all. I sent this article to Kelly like two months ago when we originally agreed to do this movie together. There's a great article that was released by Vulture like a couple months ago when it was the 20th anniversary for the movie. Oh, 20 years. Oh my God. I know. Isn't oh, it sad? fuck. Wow. <laughs> I'm only 24 and that made me feel old. Like, yeah. I was just like, how did this come out when I was four years old? Um, 20-year-old movie, but Vulture did an amazing article with interviewing some of the creators of the movie and some of the actors about the making of it. And for those of you who don't know, this movie could have been 100% totally different. And it was supposed to be, like, more serious and, like, this kind of, like, darker mythical adventure about, like, um, Incan... Um, mythology and gods and, like, all of this. Like, Isma was going to have a song about hating the sun. It was going to be, like, this whole shindig. And then it turned into this perfect comedy that is, like, the black sheep, but, like, oh, I think black sheep probably isn't a good phrase anymore, right? I just <laughs> yeah. realized. I was like, wait, that's, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, P- black sheep is canceled, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> it's don't, not PC. Don't say that anymore. Um, but it's, like, this, like, random, like, uh, beautiful little, like, cocoon of all of these amazing things that make Disney so amazing, and they've never done it again. It's a gem, and they don't appreciate it for what it is. Which they don't. Which is so sad. Yeah, and it's, and it's hilarious to me because I'm like, I think this is actually the most popular Disney movie ever. I think this is the one that everybody could agree is, like, the best Disney movie. Um, I think there are others that you could argue, like, well, you know, this, like, you could argue, like, the princess movies are, like, too misogynistic and aren't actually right. enough about, like, women's rights. You could argue that, um, some of these, um, characters, these, like, people of color that they've started to create in these movies are too one-dimensional and aren't, um, uh, diverse enough in terms of, like, like, everybody's complaints right now with, like, the Raya, the Last Dragon movie, um, is that like South oh, I haven't Asian? Seen that yet? So I I haven't seen it, but I just know that people are arguing that like they it seems like they kind of like tied in a little too much this idea that like South Asian culture is all the same when like every oh. country has a different culture. So some people are like it's kind of like fifty fifty right now. Some people are like oh this is great like they're finally there's finally like a South Asian character that we can relate to that we can see ourselves on film. And then some people are like yeah, but like the whole movie like that's not just one culture. They use like multiple cultures to create that. And that's also not realistic. And that also hurts the stereotype that, like, Asian people are all the same, which is obviously totally not true. And, um, yeah, it's so, there, it's already, like, it's barely come out. Most people haven't really seen it yet. And that's already, there's some controversy about it. Which, there's oh, some controversy. That's such a shame. I had hopes for it. Yeah, and honestly, even, like, we're talking about Emperor's New Groove. And, like, Emperor's New Groove kind of has the same problem. Oh, yeah. yeah which we'll get, get into. into. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. So, like, but anyway, there's a great article I'm going to link to in the show notes that um, details the making of this movie. And it is fucking bonkers. I highly recommend all of you read this article if you love this movie. It's crazy to hear what they were trying to create and then this movie was basically i'm just gonna like give a little like teaser about the article this movie only came out because they had made a mcdonald's toy deal and it cost millions of dollars to cancel the launch date for mcdonald's toys so they released the movie on time just for the toys that is how this movie got made the way it is (laughs) that's that's like a huge part of the article so like read the article guys if you want to understand what the fuck i'm talking about read the article it's amazing 
Um, but yeah, we are talking about Emperor's New Groove. So of course, every episode I start by asking my guest, why this movie? Obviously, both of us could answer this because we grew up watching this <laughs> together and it's our all-time favorite movie. But why this movie for you, Kelly? Because you really, like, really wanted to do this as the next one. Yeah, well, this is my favorite movie and I'm not exaggerating. This is my top movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Never before has a movie made me laugh so consistently from beginning to end. I am always giggling with this film. And like I quote it daily. It never gets old, um, which is crazy. Yeah, thinking about it, you know, 20 years ago and we still quote it like all the time. Um, Yzma is definitely my favorite villain. Yep. Hands down. Kronk is definitely my favorite sidekick. Oh my God. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, I can't even remember the first time I saw it. We must have seen it when it came out first in theaters, but I mean, you were only like five years old. Yeah, I definitely and... can't remember seeing it in theaters, but you, they must have taken I... both of us. Yeah, I don't know, but I was nine. I figured I would have remembered, but I honestly don't. And yeah, I, I feel like our parents would have taken us, especially if it's G, you know, like, yeah, then they could have, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I can't remember. I just know that I've I remember the DVD. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I have, <laughs> I watched it on the DVD yesterday to prepare. And I saw these like extra features and whatever that like, I never looked at before and some deleted scenes that I didn't know about. So that was like a new experience for me. So that was cool. <laughs> um, definitely cool. Oh, cool. And, uh, but yeah, and, and every year, um, I always give my students, quote unquote, a choice in watching this movie. Um, <laughs> but they always pick it, to be honest, like even with a 10 to 15 age gap between us, they always pick it as like the the one that they want to see each period. And I let each period kind of do a new choice, but they always pick it. Yeah. So it has literally withstood the test of time. I have all this memorabilia of it. I'm wearing a necklace right now that has all these like Dylan Disney villains, like um their icons, I guess. And one of them is the the potion bottle with the little ha! llama sticker yes. on it. So I'm wearing that. I have uh, a shirt of Kronk with the whole like um you know it just doesn't make sense <laughs> with, the, with the whole map. Yes. Um, I'm I'm gonna be doing all this stuff with photos, you know, for for you to post on Instagram when Please. this episode comes oh out. Oh my god, I need to show all of your memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, I have all these six Funkos that are the only ones in the set, I guess, for Emperor's New Groove. But I have Cat uh, Yzma holding the little bottle and with the <laughs> sneer. And then I have the Llama Cusco and then Cusco Human. And then I have Pacha and I have Krunk. And I have Yzma as a human who's also holding the same bottle. <laughs> um, which, sadly, I, I do have to say that, you know, I wish I could make Funkos because... Arnold and I have some good ideas. My husband has some good ideas with me about like how to like add like subtle things from the movie into these Funkos and that they just don't do. Like it drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Like in the Yzma one, she's smiling. She's got this like big grin on her face, which not too many Funkos like actually are showing teeth, but hers are. And she doesn't have spinach in her teeth and it kills me. Mm. Like I want there to be spinach. I'm going to like Sharpie on green Sharpie, <laughs> like spinach in her teeth because I want that. Like, why wouldn't they thought of that? I don't know. That's funny. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. I love this movie. It's so great. It's, we've, we're going to say this probably 10 million times. It's the perfect movie. Um, yeah. I And I do love the fact that you said that, like, because I was actually going to mention that, like, Kaya and Noah, Keith's, my boyfriend's kids, love this movie, too. Hey, yes, they watched it. And Kaya was literally quoting it yesterday. I thought that was such like a serendipitous thing. Wait, what did she say? Which part? She was saying, so she quoted, um, I'll just poison him with this. 
She yes. said that. Oh, and she said that I'll smash it with a hammer. She just she said that line. And then, oh, and then she also said that no touchy. No touch. And and Keith, you know what's funny is like Kai and Noah always assume that like we grew up with the same things that they did. And what's funny is every time that they are watching like a new show that's like just for their age group that only came out like a year or two ago, they ask us if we grew up with it. And I have to tell them like, no, this is brand Aww. new, like just for you guys. And then with things that we grew up with that they love, they're always like, wait, you grew up with that? And we're like, yeah. Like, like. <laughs> but they don't, I think that's, yeah, that's a, uh, I think it's around their age I think is when they start to really like think about other people's perspectives on things and whatever and like they start to like well they realize there's there's a psychology thing to it yeah developmentally yeah yeah yeah. they start to realize like oh like there's like a thing called growing up where like you age every year (laughs) that and just yeah and just like um being what's the word uh you know like conscious of other people's feelings and actions and whatever like not so self-centered anymore you know they start oh yeah others oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so i think that's probably yeah around the time when they start to like think about those things oh yeah makes sense they're definitely like they're definitely in that stage and um it was so cute. And Keith was like, yeah, that was like a movie when I was growing up that I watched as a kid. Um, and she was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And so she was like, so what's this from? And she like did one of the quotes from the movie. And he was like, that's Cusco. That's Emperor's New Groove. And she was like, oh, you do know that movie. <laughs> was, and I was so sad I wasn't there when she did this because I was like, that's so, so cute. Um, she's the best, man. Um, but um yeah, I love that, like, Kaya and Noah already love this movie, and this is already one of their favorites, and there are five. And I'm Aww, like, I love so that, like, I'm 24, I can watch this with them. Like, we can all watch this together. And, like, what I love about this movie and why it stands the test of time is because the humor is it in it is not time-specific. Yes. Like, there aren't a lot of movies where you could say the comedy is eternal. Is, like, any, like, this could be watched 100 years from now and will still be funny. You can't say that about most movies. And this one does it because all of the humor is situational to the movie. It, there's no pop references, which I think in the article was mentioned that they didn't want any pop references. They Well, didn't... except for the Wizard of Oz reference I was going to bring up later. But, but I think that's like a good one, though, because that's something that I feel like is also, I mean, I talk about it on the Wizard of Oz episode, that movie is kind of eternal in its own right, just because it's like one of the first like big Technicolor movies that I feel like is going to be around for a while. Maybe. Who knows? Everybody go listen to that episode and then get back to me on your opinions of it. Because I kind of destroyed that movie. You trashed it. I trashed it. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was not planning on doing. Jacob and I can't stop talking about this. We can't stop talking about it. But I appreciated it because honestly, I always felt that way growing up and hearing you watch it a billion times. I was like, I felt that way from the beginning about it. So I was kind (laughs) of like vindicated. I'm like, yes, she finally sees it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You know what's funny is me. I'm one of those people who I will watch a movie over and over again until I really figure it out. So maybe that was Wizard of Oz with me. I was just, as a kid, I was trying to, like, solve it like a puzzle. Like, why is this a thing? What does this movie mean? What does it want from me? Maybe that's why <laughs> I watched it so much. I don't know. It's weird. Um, But anywho. So, okay. Emperor's Your Groove. This movie. Yes. We, we just have to do it because we have to do it. Duh. And because Kelly and I quote this movie every day, all the time, 24-7. And we grew up watching it together. We had to do this episode together because, duh. Brother um, Ladies. Brother Ladies. Okay, so <laughs> now we move into, for those of you who don't know what Brother Ladies is from, it's a um, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends reference. Cheese. For those of you who remember Cheese on the special Cheese episode that is the best episode of the show ever, which is also is. the most quotable 
animated episode, animated TV episode ever. You and I quote that also on a daily basis. And that is our favorite TV episode ever. Um, Next to the Boy Meets World Halloween episode. Oh my god! I was gonna say. (laughs) You and I need to do an episode of this podcast just on that Boy Meets World episode and on the cheese episode. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) He's walking behind us right now. (laughs) Oh my god. I just wanted a pencil. references are go on disney plus and watch the halloween episode of boy meets world please for your own for your own i needed to watch it on halloween i did oh i watch that like all the time i love when i make a new friend and i'm like i have to show you the greatest hour of television (laughs) ever and i show them that episode and they're always like how did i not know this existed it is such a meme and i'm like exactly so everybody go watch that episode um okay emperor's new groove Woo! i told you guys it was gonna be chaotic i warned you Okay, so the stats of the movie. Uh, 2000, the year 2000. Picture it. Uh, yeah, I was four. I don't remember. Yeah, picture it. December 15th. You remember where you were? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, G-rated, which is genius because, like, actually this movie is, like, very appropriately rated. I was a little... There was only one phallic joke that I found in the movie. Wait, really? Ooh, I missed that. It's very quickly in the beginning when they build the entrance for him to go through into yeah. the staircase sequence. It kind of looks like a penis. <gasps> I didn't notice that. It's super subtle. That. And maybe I just, I'm a filthy mind person. Maybe it's just like, that's where my brain went. And so I was like, oh, penis joke. But I think it's a penis joke. It's the only one that I could tell. And it happens so quickly. You don't even really process it. I've watched this movie how many times? And it's the first time I noticed a fa- what I think is a phallic joke. So... Hmm. Super appropriate movie, surprisingly enough. Um, The director was Mark Dindle. The screenplay was written by David Reynolds, and the story was by Chris Williams and Mark Dindle. Um, And then the cast, just reading off the names, we have David Spade, John Goodman, Eartha Kitt, the eternal Eartha Kitt, uh, Patrick, Patricia, sorry, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I just did a hole, so I had, I read in my brain Patricia Arquette, and it clearly says Patrick Warburton. (laughs) Sorry, Patrick Warburton. Um, Wendy Malick, uh, Kellyanne Kelso as the daughter, uh, Eli Russell, uh, uh, Lynette's, Lynette's, yes, as the son, uh, Patty Deutsch as the waitress, uh, John Fiedler, the original piglet as the old man. (gasps) I didn't know that. I didn't you've even never, bother writing their names down. Kelly, I don't you've know that. never noticed the, his voice. You've never paid attention to his wait, voice. Wait, wait, which guy? The old man. Beware the groove. Him. He's the original That's piglet. That's piglet. That's piglet. <gasps> oh my god. The original piglet. I have to rewatch now. The okay. original piglet from the from the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh from the seventies. Um, and he also was just a famous actor from that time period. Like, oh my god, the amount of work he's done. Everybody, go look up John Fiedler. Like, he's a genius. He's amazing. Um, and then I never knew this. Oh, Tom Jones is the theme song guy. But I never knew this. <laughs> Mark Dindle, who directed this, is the voice of Cat yep. Isma, which I didn't know it wasn't Eartha Kitt. Is that my voice? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds just like her. Like, yeah, obviously it's like, m- like messed with, you know, to sound like a cat version of her. But I never knew it wasn't Eartha Kit, which I think is incredible. Um, and then I want to give a special shout out to the guy who did the music for the movie, John Debney, because this score is one of the best film scores ever. Like, yeah, super underrated, but kind of one of the best, like John Williams level, the best music scores ever. 
And I just don't think he gets enough credit for how genius the score is of this movie. So John Debney, you fucking hero. Okay. Now let's go ahead and just move into the superlatives. Um, Okay. So we have best dynamic duo, which I wrote like a few options, but then like the obvious winner. So the uh, third runner up is the kids because they're just fucking cute as shit. And you and I acted as them all the time when we were little. Yeah, yeah. And and they're also just so smart and they're so cute and I just, I love them. Uh, the second runner-up is Pacha and his wife, um, Chicha, because they're super cute together, total couple goals. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yes, they're literally couple goals. Um, I jokingly write multiple times in my notes that that whole family is literally Keith and I and the kids um, because that is exactly what our dynamic looks like. <laughs> um, Keith trying to be level-headed and me just being really mad at everybody um and then first runner-up is Cusco and Pacha because without them the movie would not exist and I really do love their character development throughout the movie watching it this time I really appreciated like their tiny little steps towards like respecting each other and coming to love each other towards the end which I think is great but then obviously the clear winner is Eastman Krunk because they are the eternal the best villain sidekick duo ever I mean literally ever so that's my list. Do you have any nominations? Mine was in like the opposite order, actually. Wait, kind of. What? Go, go. Yeah. So Eastman Krunk, I put as my third, um, because I wrote that Krunk deserves so much more. Um, but yeah, but like it's just because she didn't appreciate him, and he's so great. But that's and part so of their appeal as the dynamic duo is like her yes. her whole line of like it's called a cruel irony. Oh, I- <laughs> my dependence on you yeah exactly (laughs) which is why i put them at the top because i was like that's what makes it so funny that they work together because she does technically kind of need the muscle man she needs him um but also like it's just hysterical she has to put up with this and then he's just so sweet and he just doesn't know and he's it's i think it's great it's like mutually beneficial I guess. Yeah, I just felt bad for him. Like, he's like my guy. And then, so, Pacha and Cusco, I put a a second because I was going to get more into it later about that dynamic. But, yeah, just not too big a fan. It's Um, complicated, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, so my top was actually Pacha and Chicha. Um, I thought that they were a couple goals and they're so supportive and like they understand each other so well and their little cues and whatever. And like, they're so cute. And I don't know, like I I think that like she in her own right was like kind of a, um, uh, I guess a visionary, so to speak, for the Disney realm that I learned... um, that she was the first pregnant woman, like, featured. Um, oh. Oh, wait. I think I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is crazy to me. Um, that is crazy. Wow. Weird. Yeah. And, like, for her to be, like, so badass even through it all, that it's just kind of, like, like, she's awesome. So I don't know. Huh. That is definitely the only pregnant woman I can. Excuse me. That is the only pregnant woman I can picture in, like, any Hold on, animated really... movie down where did it go uh i mean i remember like the only one i can think of but it like obviously ends very tragically is um um ellie and what's the dude's name from um up they tried oh, to get yeah pregnant. it was it was the first disney animated feature to show a pregnant woman that's wow. what the dvd commentary said that's cool fuck yeah yeah so huh. but yeah I they really are they are a couple goals um 
Okay, I see where you're coming from. I still think Yzma and Krunk deserve... Okay, I think it should be a tie between Yzma and Krunk for, like, villains with Pacha and Chicha for, like, good people. I can agree to that. And yep. we can just let Cusco and Pacha just go get kicked down a few notches. <laughs> um, Let's move on to Class Clown. So, Class Clown I only have two options for. Yzma and Krunk. Because... Every, almost every line in the movie is one of their lines. And oh, that's, yeah. every, almost everything they say is a quote, is best quote. Um, do you have any other nominations for it? No, I wrote down crunk in all caps and I'm like, no, duh. <laughs> no, duh. So I did put Yzma as a second, but yeah, yeah. Crunk. It's gotta be him. Well, he's just like, he steals the movie. And they talk about it in the article, like in the making of it, he improvised so many of his things. I mean, like I mentioned as one of my notes, he improvised the jazz scatting song that he sings. I know. I learned that. That was yeah. so cool. For those, yeah, I love that. And yeah. then they, and then they took the rights to it, of course. Oh, of um, course. Yeah. But yeah, it's still, still pretty awesome that he did that all. all yeah. For those of you listening, like in the article, it says that like they were talking to him about like wanting to do something when he's like taking Cusco's body away and like they wanted uh, they couldn't figure out like what to put there you know but they wanted something like a filler and he was like oh wait 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 I got an idea I got this and he just started scatting and did that and they were like on the floor <laughs> laughing <laughs> and it ended up being in the movie because it was fucking genius and I wish so, I could have been there in that room um, I would not have been able to work on that movie I would have been such a basket case <laughs> Yeah. Um. They, and they talk about it. Like, the writer's room, they were like, we were, it was like we were on drugs. Like, we were so crazy. Like, they were like, any idea went. Like, they were, we almost, we never turned down an idea, basically. They tried literally everything, which is why this movie is so fucking hilarious. I mean, the tramp, the trampoline alone is like the, is the, what's the word I'm looking for? The thesis of the movie. That whole, even like the whole thing of them falling into the canyon and yeah. then making it in time before them and the map of like, it just doesn't it make just sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> that is the thesis of the movie. It doesn't matter. They were just like, fuck it. You know, who gives a shit? Like, it's a kid's movie. Who really is going to care that much? So anyway, oh my God, we're going to talk amazing. Well, it's funny. We're talking so Throw great about this movie. To the wind. Exactly. We're talking so good about this movie, but now we move into the literal worst, which I only have one nomination in all caps, and I wrote Cusco. Oh, me too. Okay. <laughs> okay well, I had Yzma as a second, but like I was going to go full out on Cusco and talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even write Yzma because I was like, Yzma's too much of my girl. Like she's too much of a, she's almost like an anti-hero to me, even more than a villain. Because I like kind of love her. <laughs> Everything she does. I'm well, like, she actually has, like, a purpose to what she does, I feel. Like, but Cusco doesn't. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Cusco's just a literal prick. Like, he's literally the worst. He has no heart. Like, it's funny how they use the word heartless in this movie. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard a more accurate de depiction of a character. Like, he's awful and like i'm happy at the end of the movie when like things have worked out and he's changed his mind like i love the ending of the movie and i'm finally kind of on his side after seeing him like genuinely struggle yeah but he is a dick for like 90 percent of the movie mm -hmm. and it's really hard to give a shit about him like he kind of deserves everything that happens to him in the movie yeah which is great. Like, yay. I'm glad, like, he gets, like, taught something, you know? But, like, yeah, he's he's kind of the worst. Um, we love him, but he's the worst. Uh, should we move into Most Likely to Succeed? Uh, sure. All right. So, Most Likely to Succeed. I wrote... 
I wrote one option from the same option from my Holes episode. Eartha Kid is eternal. (laughs) 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 Because she's just, like, fucking iconic. Like, this woman is, she was the best of the best. And I just, any movie she's in, anything she's in is just perfect. But I totally learned um, shortly, like, literally the same day as listening to your Holes episode. But I I didn't know that she was Madame Zeroni. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, I've loved this woman for so long. And like, I didn't even know that it was the same woman. Yeah. So yeah. I've had a couple people texting me being like, oh, my God, I never realized it's Eartha Kitt. And I was like, yeah, that's the thing is like, she's just, she's literally in Holes for like one minute total. Like she's barely in the movie and they just sneak right in there. I don't know how they did that, but, like, oh, God, she's so good. And, like, her voice as Isma is one of the most iconic voice performances in a movie ever. Like, you hear just, like, one word of dialogue from this movie, and you're like, yeah, that's her. It's the same thing as, like, Kronk. Like, Patrick Warburton in this movie is iconic. Um, But for me, I wrote the most likely to succeed I gave to John Goodman, because I feel like his career is extremely prolific. I mean, he's done literally everything and is still going strong. And I feel like he's just one of, he's going to go down in history, I think, is like one of the most iconic actors in film history. He's just like one of those people. Um, But yeah, that was me. I actually had two other nominations. Oh, who did you write? Um, Well, I wrote down as number one, David Spade, just because looking at his... uh, imdb page and everything that he didn't do a whole lot before this movie and then it just kind of took off it seems um and i also wrote down patrick warburton because i feel like now anyone that knows this movie like instantly like calls him crunk like there's no way that you can associate him with another role than this well what's Um, funny is i feel like it's a generational thing because i think like gen x would probably call him like sign like would refer to him as his seinfeld character but millennials were on Seinfeld. Yeah, that's what got him this movie was because he was on Seinfeld and that was his claim to fame. So I feel like Gen X people would say that he's the Seinfeld guy, but our generation millennials say he's crunk. And I also find that funny. And then then, um, I read somewhere that this was like, this was the first animated, I think that he did. And then he got calls, of course, to do all this other animated stuff right after. So I feel like at least in that respect that he... He did launch his career. Oh, this um, definitely opened so many more doors. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I wrote them down. But, yeah, I know. I love John Goodman and everything. I just, I assume that he had more of a career kind of before this. I don't know. I um, think he's, I think he's just never gone away. Like, he's just, he's, I think he's been, like, such a strong working actor for, like, what, 30, 40 years or something. Like, yeah, he's just, yeah. he's been around for forever. He's consistent. Yeah, yeah, super consistent. So, um, and I feel like whenever I talk to my friends who are cinephiles, John Goodman is like their god. Like he's like they're all like in love with him. So I think that's where my brain was. But it really is like a very star-studded. Now it's a star-studded movie. I feel like when it was made, it was like everybody just kind of in the sweet spot of their careers, and now it's like you hear any of their names, and it's like oh yeah, like celebrity, <laughs> like ultimate actor. Um, let's go ahead and move into most iconic. Uh. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go oh first? Oh my goodness. This was uh, so hard. This hard? Was... Oh, like as most iconic? Yeah, I didn't even bother. I just wrote down like all of them. Literally. Um, no, but that was the thing is I was like, how do I narrow this movie down? I was like, there's too many things. I I, I thought my list was going to be like 30 items long. I tried really hard to like be succinct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just so many things that instantly like make me think of this movie. So I'm like, I, I don't know how to like narrow it down necessarily, but... Whatever. Well, um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. 
Okay, so, well, first and foremost, I mean, no duh, llamas. <laughs> I when wrote, are, I wrote <laughs> llamas! <laughs> what are you going to, like, see a llama and not think of Cusco? Wait, I mean, come but, on. I, but I did, I wanted to share with the audience our llama story that is just as iconic as this movie. Oh, my goodness. We... Uh, he, he probably doesn't listen to the podcast, so I doubt he'll ever know that we talked about this. But we had a neighbor when we were kids <laughs> named Alex, who we went to a petting zoo. I think it was, was it at the zoo. Was it like the Parajungle Island or the something? Parajungle Island. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who remember this, I'm from Miami. A. Um, and uh, Parajungle Island was a zoo. I think it's still there, isn't it? But they changed the name. I think. I think so. I, think. I don't know. Anyway, they used to have a petting zoo, and we went once when we were kids and Alex is Kelly's age and so we you guys were like 15 16 maybe when we did this trip yeah yeah I think so and oh no even younger I think actually like 13 or 14 because they moved I think around the time I I remember the picture of holding the tigers yeah exactly (laughs) I think we were a little younger I think it was like 13 14 and we went to the petting zoo and there was a llama that was very cute that was very attracted to Alex (laughs) and this llama decided to just chase Alex around the entire oh petting goodness. zoo. It was so funny. Didn't he have to, like, dive over a fence just to get away from it? He, like, had to <laughs> climb over the fence just to get away. This thing loved him. And so for, like, a few years after that incident, we just kept giving him cards with llamas on them for his birthday and Christmas, <laughs> which really made him mad, which made it even more funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Alex. It was all in good fun. It was all, yeah, it was fun for us. <laughs> we hope you're listening, Alex. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that's our other iconic version of llamas. But this movie is, like, the most llama-oriented thing ever. Like, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, sorry, continue your list. Yes. Yeah, so, second thing, just breaking the fourth wall, because I feel like I never heard that phrase until this movie happened, and then I, like, really understood what that meant. Um. So, yeah, it just makes all these, like, poignant pauses and everything throughout the, the And film. this movie does it one of the best ways. Like it's it's not super often and it's it and it suits the character perfectly. Like of course Cusco is interrupting his own fucking movie. Right? To like talk about himself. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's kind of it's, it's so well executed cuz sometimes I argue with movies when they break the fourth wall that it's like not great. Like in Holes, McKenna complained about like they break the fourth wall right at the end of the movie for like one second and it makes her mad every time because that's just like not the world of the movie. So some some movies, some studios, like, just fuck it up and do it the wrong way. This movie and, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off do the fourth wall break perfectly. It's just, mm. like, genius. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Kelly? It was shown in school once, but I don't think I paid attention. That's that's <laughs> what I thought. Yep. <laughs> okay, sorry. You've never seen it. It's so good, Kelly. Watch it, please. There's a lot of movies, classic movies that I have yet to see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> but, um, okay, sorry, continue. Next, though, I was going to get more into it in spicy hot takes, but I mean, like, even though it's really lacking in the movie, technically it's the only one I can think of that counts, just the Incan culture in general. Like, yeah, how can you, I don't know, but yeah, there's nothing else that represents them um aside from this movie at least that i know of yeah um, per- peru specifically yeah i think yeah, yeah 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 um and then theme song guy because i mean i want my own theme song guy so <laughs> iconic um just the name cusco like 
I've never seen that name anywhere else, but yeah, like honestly, just... all of the names, like the the top four, oh, Cusco, yeah. Pacha, Isma, and Kronk are great right. character names. They they give you just enough information about each character. Mm-hmm. Like they're so yeah, they're so well named. That's true. And actually, I was going to talk about uh, Pacha's name later. I found out an interesting fact about his <gasps> name meaning. Um, but uh, just the phrase. Boom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember everybody saying that when we were kids. That was, yep. and it was a reference to this movie. And then green stuff stuck in your teeth because every time I get something stuck in my teeth, I think of Yzma. And that's what, hence why I want my Funko to have that. But anyways, um, just crunk in general, because I just put him in all caps and I'm like, yep. he is iconic. Um, the no tachi phrase. <laughs> um, it's on so many t-shirts. Um the Cusco-topia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, phrase. like, I feel like I can't say it without the, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, spinach puffs in general. Yes. Because yes. I really want to eat these. Um, shoulder angels because, you know, I, I, I want. I this want is the only movie. movie I can think of that, like, I remember that from, like, Disney Channel shows. Maybe doing, like, the little angels or whatever. But I think this movie does it the best in, like, yeah, a yeah. non-religious way. Uh-huh. I was going to say that. Yes, it Which is. Which I think definitely. is amazing um, that they were able to make it, like, non-religious. But, like. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, me too. It's also, they're fucking. I actually wrote that. Those are the Funkos that I need. Mm-hmm. The, I said, like, those are the next ones that Disney needs yeah. to create. Because I would love. I literally said, I wrote as a note. I was like, I need the angel and devil. I need, like, miniatures of them. Because they're so fucking funny. They need to come to us for Funko ideas. I'm telling you. I have. Okay, I actually. The people have ideas. I'm going to go into a huge rant during Spicy Hot Takes about uh, what Disney should do with this property. And I'll I'll get into it later. Besides a coaster. <laughs> literally, that's like I'm the number one thing. That. Yeah, that's the number one thing oh, I need yeah. to talk about. But I literally wrote down so many ideas, which they're probably all going to steal. I'm excited. But yeah, we'll get okay. into it. No, no. IP people. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're actually stealing their IP by doing oh, no. this. Unfortunately. I don't understand IP. <laughs> I just know that people quote it. They're like, IP. And then it seems like that works. I yeah. guess not. No. I mean, it, I, I guess I mean, I mean, guess this would be good grounds for me if I ever wanted to sue them. But also, who can afford to sue Disney? <laughs> I just, yeah. I can't. I can't afford it. It's okay. Anyway, continue. It's a losing battle. Yep. Um, measuring kids' heights on the walls, because I've always Aww. wanted to do that ever since seeing that movie. It's so cute. Kaya and Noah, like, just, I think, started doing that at, um, at Keith's place recently, and I, I think it's inspired by this movie. I didn't ask him, but I'm pretty sure it's inspired by this movie, and I kind of want to keep it up, because I'm just like, yeah, I always wanted to do that, too, but God forbid mom ever draw on one of our walls growing up. I know! Well, we well, love you, mom. I <laughs> yes, I love you, mom, but that's true. Like, there are some things that were, like oh we really wanted to like do to just uh soak in childhood and whatever but yeah, yeah. uh oh well um <laughs> squirrels because I squirrels. yes <laughs> i mean technically okay yeah there's there's doug with his squirrels thing and whatever but, but like, that's not like actual squirrels this is a real squirrel yes exactly yeah um so yeah just and especially like just squeaker squeak squeak and, like, and the I red mean, balloon yeah. i mean the red balloon is iconic the needle yeah. like that whole bit was in every commercial for this movie. Uh huh. Yeah. That um, I put waterfalls because I put water. 
<laughs> oh my god, your list is killing me right now. Uh, you've literally said almost everything on my list. Well, yeah, I was kind of wondering. I, I almost let you go first because I felt bad. I had a lot. Oh no, it's all um, good. How to change orders into slang terms? <laughs> like, for, oh yes, order oh, up. That's so true. And turn. Uh, what does he? What does he call it? Um. Uh, oh, oh, he I'm says something write like it down turn a cow then... into a fish. Like he says something like that. Shit. Oh, yeah. Turn yeah. a bull. Oh, turn a bull into a gill. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, double Dutch because yeah, this <gasps> yes. movie made me want to learn. <laughs> and then jump in, just like topped it even more. Yeah. The iconic yeah. Corbin Blue movie. That is amazing. Oh, Kiki Palmer. Oh, I love her. Shout I love out to her. her. Love her so much. She's such an icon. Like, oh God, she's great. Anyway. Um, just the music. You brought that up earlier about like just the the um the background and everything, like yeah. just the score of it is so iconic and and especially the song Perfect World, of course. But but yeah, just like the the background tunes are catchy and like they really capture what's going on in the moment like i love i love the the part where they're the um Yzma and Kronk are like ch- chasing pacha and cusco up the hillside yes. like, <laughs> the drums it's like it's yeah. so good it's like an it's like a 40s big band number which is like genius mm-hmm. they use so many styles in this movie i even love isma's big theme song of the da 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 yeah which is like a james bond villain song it's like a james bond uh, song is. and it's the the oh my everything about this movie is genius even like the opening song like the opening the at the very beginning of the movie like when it shows the big castle it's like yeah oh god john debney man i fucking love you dude Ugh, anyway <laughs> um climbing up a wall back to back because yes. when else have you seen that yeah seriously um and lastly, Isma as a cat and just her voice. Yes. Is that yes. my life? <laughs> I'm going to be making so many bad. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. We are going to share them because I wrote down every line she says as a cat because yeah. I have to say it at least once. Oh, God. Um, that was a great list. Congrats. Yay. I loved it. Um, okay. So let's see. What do I have? Um, okay. The first thing, this maybe sounds, this is like a very specific one, but I had a really hard time narrowing down this category. So I was like trying really hard to think of unique things. So the first thing I wrote down was the colors of the movie, like mm. the bright green, the rust red, like the purple, like Isma's purple, which purple is my favorite color for those of you who don't know. And so the fact that she wears purple, like, the entire movie just makes me love her even more. And I love that that's, like, you know, most villains, like, it's always, like, green is their color. And I love that they don't really use any green in association with her in the movie. They, like, didn't go with that stereotypical route. Um, Because that's literally in, like, every Disney villain movie is there has to be green. I'm thinking of that now. Green. Green is is literally a part of either every costume or every big villain sequence in every Disney movie, except this one. There is no green. Interesting. And I love her purple. Um, I love the fact that, that I love that Kronk is kind of wearing matching colors to her. Like that's his like uniform, you know, I just, yeah, I love the colors of this movie for sure. Um, and for some reason it's just visually really captivating to me. Like they're just so... It's almost like the colors are almost like calming. Like they're so brilliant and beautiful, but they're also just like, it's such an easy watch. It's just so easy on the eyes. I love it. Um, The setting of the movie, we kind of talked about this, like the, uh, like all of the hills, the mountains, like just the look of the movie, the palace, like it gives you such a clear idea of who these people are based off of what their living situations look like. Eastmas, and I like, like how it was introduced. Lair. Yeah, yeah. But like 
even in the beginning of the movie, they're like long ago, somewhere deep in the jungle. Like it doesn't even give you context about like this being like an empire and whatever yeah. besides calling him emperor, you know, but still like they don't really give a whole lot, but you feel like you're there. Um, yeah, so, exactly. There's yeah. a, there's a sequence where they're like overlooking the hills and the mountains, like on their journey. And you just see this like beautiful expanse and it's gorgeous. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I want to live here. <laughs> like this is stunning. Um, I also wrote Yzma and Krunk, but I included them like both equally because I just love them as a pair. And I feel like mm-hmm. you can have them separate, but they're even, they're twice as fun together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I also wrote Llamas. Uh, I wrote the Happy Birthday song. Because, I was going to write that too. Yeah. Yes, because you and I sing that for every birthday for each other. Oh, yeah. And that is like one of the best songs ever. Um, And it's so fun. And we do it all the time. I also wrote, I wrote The Squirrel instead of Squirrels in general. But I wrote The Squirrel. Uh, I wrote Bucky. The Water. Oh, yeah, it's... Hit the road, Bucky. How do they find... Oh, wait, is that... How do they find out the name of the squirrel? No, that's literally... I think it's because of that line that they just call him Bucky, even though I think it was just... It was just the phrase, you know, hit the road, Bucky. I think that's like... Right? Isn't that how the saying goes before even this movie? Oh, I have no idea, honestly. (laughs) I thought it was hit the the road, Jack. Well, yeah. I don't know. Oh, you know... Maybe I am confusing it with that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no but, idea. But yeah, so I can't even think of the, if the, in the quote, if the B is capitalized or not, because I guess that would, would narrow it down, but yeah. um, not sure. Yeah, I think he went by Bucky. Yeah, no, the, the name is definitely Bucky. I saw that in the- Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, the waterfall sequence, because that was like, that was the trailer they used for all of the VHS tapes when we were kids. Yeah. That was like the one. That was the commercial. Or even on Disney Channel, if they said they were going to be playing the movie, that was the clip they would use to promote oh, the movie. Yeah. Ev- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Even the way, like, this is why this movie is the best because it's so iconic. Even just that scream. Oh my God. The fact that we both did that on pitch if I is ever fall, If I ever fall down a waterfall, I'm yelling that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I love the idea that you said, if I ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just keep that in mind, like in case a trip to Hawaii goes wrong, you oh know, my and, God. and you wonder what I was thinking in the moment. That's what I was thinking. I could just be like, she's fine. She's just doing the, the emperor's new groove scream. I'm it's all good. A bit. Yeah. Um, I wrote Cusco as a Disney princess. Because I love that canon. I love that I everybody's like. about that. I love that people call him a Disney princess. And that he actually does technically fit the requirements of a Disney princess. So, like, oh I God. totally call him a Disney princess. And I find it fucking hilarious. He is the worst Disney princess. He is the worst, for sure. Um, And then the last one I wrote was that I consider this to be the most quotable movie ever. No offense, McKenna. No offense, Princess Bride. But I think this movie tops everything like hell yeah yeah um and that's my most iconic uh let's go ahead and move into best dressed which i only wrote a couple of options this category was you relatively had a couple easy. I-, I couldn't even think of like one i came up with one but yeah, oh it was i not easy. i i have two very clear winners the runner-up for me is Kronk because i love his uniform it's iconic i think the yellow and the purple and like the weird like the fact that it's like almost looks like a superman suit but also a little boy because yeah. it's just the shorts like it's clearly made to look him make him look even more attractive and she acts <laughs> like she doesn't care and it's iconic and then isma 
because her outfits in this movie are incredible. The pink, I literally wrote, it's oh only in God. the movie for like five seconds, but the pink costume she wears after, after the, the after the eulogy is incredible. I need that outfit. Like the sparkle, the big feather. <laughs> it's amazing. Everything she wears in this movie is fucking great. Well, you ain't getting any better. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I love her outfits in this. I even actually, oh, Kelly, I took a picture of it. I'm going to send it to you. I took a picture. I never noticed there's a purse in the, in the little like booth that she sits in when Krunk's carrying her around the city. Uh Uh-huh. Um, she has a purse with her next to her that I had never noticed before. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Have they made that? I don't think so, but it's fabulous. And actually, this is like a, a genuine, like, this is like a purse. This is like a real purse. Um, huh. And I love it. And I want it. Um, so her fashion is just like iconic. I love her. She's one of my role models. Um, what about you? Who did you nominate? Yeah, just Yzma. I, I just yeah. said that at least she had the most outfit changes and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I will say, though, that it drove me crazy. I'm sorry. You know, like... I give props to the artist and everything that drew this film and whatever and created this masterpiece. But I mean, why did you have to draw her boobs so low? It's but just that's like, the it joke. But that's part of the joke, though. And like, I, as a kid, did not know. I never noticed that. I always think about that. I'm like, we're going to have that someday. So I mean, you know, whatever. I guess I'll, you know, that like... Uh, it, you know, it, it's going to have revenge suit against us. I, you know, to each their own, when you reach a certain age, do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, in terms of, like, physically, like, whatever you want to wear. And I want to support like, women not wearing bras and everything. Oh, my God. I miss, point I miss that... the days of Charmed, where those women yeah. <laughs> never wore a bra a single fucking day on that set. And I miss those days. I don't want to wear a fucking bra anymore. I really yeah. don't. But, like, every time I try to talk about it with people, be like, guys, let's, like, start an uprising. We don't have to wear bras. They're always like, but I don't really want men staring at my tits all day. And I'm just like, god damn it. Like, men ruin the fucking party every goddamn time. And I'm sick of it. Um, Because I just don't want to wear a bra anymore. I don't. Oh, it's so painful. And I just started having, like, I think, um... Oh, shit. I'm already forgetting the name again. I keep forgetting the name of it. But, like, I've been having this, like, kind of soreness, like, all over lately. And it's, like, almost physically painful to wear bras now. Mm. Uh, And I fucking hate it. And I just don't want to wear them anymore. I'm so over it. So, if anybody else is with me, can we please all agree to start a revolution and stop wearing bras? Please. Please. (laughs) I'm over it. Um, But, wow. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> they are iconic. <laughs> iconic. I should have listed that. Honestly, it's fucking hilarious. Um, best quote. Okay. Uh, warning to everybody listening. So, best quote. Usually, I have like a quote of how many we're allowed to say. Obviously, this movie is the most iconic movie in history in terms of most quotable, and there's no way we could follow that rule. Thank. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So we're breaking that rule. So the the best quote segment might take the next like 30 minutes and it's my podcast and I don't give a fuck. 
So if you don't want to listen to the most iconic quotes of this show. And hearing us kind of butcher the accents and whatever else. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be trying so hard to recreate these, but it might sound terrible. Uh, If you don't want to listen to that, skip ahead and fuck you. Um, But if you do want to listen, please enjoy Kelly and I's renditions of these characters. So Kelly, do you want me to start? Do you want to start? We could go back and forth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, you, I put mine chronologically. So, yeah, mine are you know. chronological, like as okay. I watch the movie, so that's perfect. But do you do you want to say yours first, or do you want me to? Do you okay, I'll go say with first my first one? one. Okay. Me 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 me. They're already having a great time. <laughs> that is crying. Was that? It's crying. It's crying. <laughs> That is fucking funny. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, shit. Okay, my next one. You're probably going to be mad I'm taking this one. No, I I was going to let you have it. I have it highlighted as one of my top ones, but I was going to let you have it. Okay. Go for it. I was going to say, so when Cusco bumps into the old man. (laughs) Yep. And it specifically starts, for me, the best quote of this starts from when the, the guard comes in and goes, I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the emperor's groove. And then you just watch the old man fly out of the window and he just goes, sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness, that poor old man. Uh, old man. Which then, there's a great line at the end of the movie I'd never noticed bo- before that is such great payoff for his character that we'll get to, like, when we get to it. But, like, I'd never noticed his line at the end of the movie before. And it's fucking hilarious. So we'll get there. Wait. No. I think you don't I know, know the line? line you mean. No, I think I know, but I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, okay, we okay. won't spoil it, but we'll get okay. there. It's just, yeah. yeah. So what's okay, your next so one? Continuing from the old man. Beware the groove. The groove. No, wait, you have to do the whole, wait, I have the whole thing written down. Can I do it? Okay, go, go, go. Okay, so I have when he's like, the groove, like, the groove, like, and when Pacha's confused and he goes, his groove, the rhythm in which he lives his life, his pattern of behavior. <laughs> I threw it off, and the emperor had me thrown out the window. No. <laughs> Don't throw off his groove! And he's, like, climbing on him. And then he's like, beware the groove. Groove. <laughs> oh, boy. The whole thing. I'd never noticed, he says, his pattern of behavior, the way in which he lives his life. <laughs> oh, oh, I goodness. never knew that, that. That bad, Cusco. Oh, man. Um... Do you want to go next or should I say, was that, that was yours. Should I go or you go? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll do my next one. Yeah. Uh, the, I like the, <laughs> as um, Cusco's narrating about Yzma, it's like, this is Yzma, the emperor's advisor, living proof that dinosaurs once roamed the earth. Yes. <laughs> I have that one written down too. It's so good. <laughs> uh, poor Yzma. Um, I also loved with the old man too. I loved his, when he's like lowering, when, when the shoe falls and he goes, uh, pardon me. That's mine. <laughs> He's just stuck in the Aww. thing. And then I love watching Pacha go, duh! <laughs> and like realize there's an old man. I just love the way John Goodman goes, duh! <laughs> I, I want fun. him as my grandpa. He's so cute! Oh man. He's so cute. He's so cute. Um, what's your next one? Uh, well, mine's a little bit later, so I'm wondering if yours. Oh, what, when is yours? What, the falling down the stairs thing. Falling... Oh, wait! No, hold on. That was later. I did not copy and paste that in the right spot. Okay, my bad. Um, <laughs> no, the the. Okay, wait. I gotta do this easement line. Okay, it is no concern of mine whether your family has what was it again? Um, um food. food. <laughs> ha! You really should have thought of that before you became peasants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which I literally, that line, it's funny how people use that as a meme now to explain, like, the U.S. economy. Because that's literally... Oh, my God, it is. That's literally the U.S. That whole line. You really should have thought of that before you became peasants. That is the philosophy of capitalism. (laughs) Oh, crying tears. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's such a good one. I also love her. Take him away. Next! (laughs) (laughs) Love her scream. Um, That was my next one, too. What's mine after that is... um, Oh, when Cusco notices the spinach and he goes, yes. how long has that been there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the, look at those wrinkles. What is holding this woman together? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to write that one. That one's good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Um, what's your next one? Oh, I know. Isa. Isa's yes! in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Crunk. Good. <laughs> Go get the snack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So good. It just leaps off the stairs. Oh, and then you have funny. to hear him say at the bottom, like, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone care- cared. Oh, oh so goodness. good. Um, I also, oh, of course we skipped over the, whoa, no touchy. No touchy. No touch. Uh, yeah. Um, And I just love, I love the payoff of this line when he says it this time. And then it comes back later for her to say when she's about to kill him. When he goes, you're being let go, your department's being downsized, you're part of an outplacement, we're going in a different direction, we're not picking up your option, take your pick, I got more. <laughs> I love the payoff of that later. Yeah, um, I put the, I put the, um, the, the later one, the oh, <laughs> revamp. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, the revamp is great. I also love the fact that he says, we're not picking up your option, which is a, like, television, um, television phrase. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not picking up your show basically. Um for like the new after you do like pilot season if like yeah. we're not picking up your option. Yeah. And I th- I find that funny that they just snuck in that like Hollywood reference into the movie I think is cool. Mhm. <laughs> My next one was also the ooh ooh I know. <laughs> I love that line. It's so fucking funny. Um what's your next one? A little to the left. Yes. practically raised him yeah you think he would have turned out better yeah go figure (laughs) (laughs) i had also never really noticed that one before and i wrote that down i was like "Ooh, okay um my next one after that is um oh of course the classic Uh uh-huh pull the lever crunk wrong lever (laughs) why do we even have that lever And they say it later, too. I yes, that. I love I love when they bring back, again, like, thing, kings of comedy. I love when they bring back some of these lines later. And it's not even in a cheesy way. Like, it's there's so, it's other so well done. movies that do it cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, well, because they're, they're not catchphrases. When movies do it like catchphrases, it's when it's kind of annoying. When it's just like, oh, God, you know? Like, my biggest example, one of the things I've hated the most in any movie I've ever watched, in the third Back to the Future movie... They, out of nowhere, bring in this idea that, like, when Marty McFly is called Chicken, it, like, sets him off and he, like, has to fight somebody. And they act as if it's, like, an inside joke of the movies, but they've never used it before the third installment. So he just gets, like, irrationally mad every time they say Chicken, and they do it, like, ten times in the movie or something, just so he can, like, fight somebody. And it's really annoying and really obnoxious, and I still think about it because it still pisses me off. 
Mm. And so I hate when movies use, like, catchphrases. You know, I mean, you and I grew up in, like, the 90s where, like, you got it, dude, was, like, the oh thing. God. Like, all of these shows that cut it out. out. All of these shows that these fucking stupid ass shit called the fucking awful, awful catchphrases. And I just, I'm glad this movie does the exact opposite, where they're like, we're not going to do catchphrases. We're just going to, like, bring it back. Bring it home. And it's it's genius. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? Okay, so I feel like, to be fair, we could split this one. (gasps) Wait, okay, wait, can I say a line before we get into the monologue? Okay, sure, sure. So, I also have, Isma, put your hands in the air. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part, man, it's funny. And the way she slicks back her hair, I just... Oh, yeah? I love her, man. She's my my idol. Um, But, yeah, so do you want to do from until, like... It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I yeah, tell you, genius, I, was, I say, and I was going to say that that is like, wait, no, but I was going to stop before the brilliant. Oh, okay, cool, cool, great. Sounds good. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> wait, I have to pull it up. I have it on my computer. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, I got to get the laptop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, how should I do it? Oh, I know. I'll turn him into a flea, a harmless little flea, and then I'll put that flea in a box, and then I'll put that box inside of another box, and then I'll mail that box to myself, and when it arrives, <laughs> I'll smash it with a hammer. <laughs> it's brilliant, 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 I tell you. Genius, I say. She knocks over the poison, flower dies. Poof, poof. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good sound I was going to do sound effects. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> or, to save on postage, I'll just poison him with this. Take it, Kronk. <laughs> feel the power. Do you want to do Kronk? Oh. Oh. I could feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Our moment of triumph approaches! <laughs> it's dinner time! <laughs> oh my god. Yes! We did it. That is the most iconic. That is my favorite. Yeah. It's the best. It's literally the best. I think everybody has that memorized. Oh like, my gosh. I've never met a person who didn't know that monologue. I'm so glad Keith's <laughs> kids did that one. Yes, that's I love the fact funny. that Kaya loves, I'll smash it with a hammer. I love that that's her favorite part of it. <laughs> so I'm just like, Kaya. <laughs> I love her. Um, okay, what's your, so we both did that. You go ahead. What's your next one? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, the, the before dinner scene. So, is everything ready for tonight? Oh, yeah. I thought we'd start off with a soup and a light salad, and then we'll see how we feel after that. <laughs> Not the dinner, you know. Oh, right. The poison. The poison for Cusco. The poison chosen specially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. That poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Um, I just wrote for that scene. I also wrote that, and I wrote the right <laughs> yeah. every time he does that and i like the part that is like uh, a few drops in his drink and then i'll propose a toast and he'll be dead before dessert, dessert. <laughs> <laughs> i love it she like bops it or yeah yeah it's so good and he's like and it's a real shame because dessert well, is gonna be amazing it's gonna be delicious yeah and it's gonna be delicious <laughs> yeah um and I also love her, hit him on the head. <laughs> yeah, that was my next one. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, what's your next one? Because I have like... Wait, no, you do it. You do it. You'll the, do it better. The coffee thing? Oh, no. Oh, was... I have I have the line where she's like, um, wait, so what's yours? The, the, <laughs> it's yours after the... Llama. The di- oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what? A llama? He's supposed to be dead. Yeah. yeah, weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 
Mine is um when she's talking about like taking him out. Yeah, yeah. So I have the um well like when he's like um uh uh he's like, What about dessert? And she's like, Well, I suppose there's time there's for dessert. <laughs> and he goes, And coffee? And he looks so hopeful and she's like, All right, a quick cup of coffee, then take him out of town and finish the job. Ooh, that was good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> No, but I wrote that down in my notes that I was like, hey, she's like me. She likes dessert. Oh, yeah. Of course. I love that. She... And a quick cup of coffee. I love the way she says it. It's just, oh, God. It's so good. She's the best, man. Yep. Um. Okay. What's your next one? Uh. Well, mine's not till like Krunk's taking out Cusco in the bag. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, if you yeah, have yeah. anything sooner. I have. Yeah. I have the devil line um as my next one so i don't know if that's yours too okay no i was just surprised about um something i learned i know i was going to mention notes anyways but um yeah that i never caught this until this time around reading on imdb they mentioned that kronk actually made a mistake well maybe it's intentional because of you know it's kronk but how he (laughs) said the the order backwards when he's hitting himself like after stepping on the cat's tail and he's like falling down the stairs whatever trying to what catch up what did he say? He, so he said back, elbow, shoulders, but he's actually falling in the opposite order, shoulders, elbow, back. Oh. <laughs> but I've never noticed that as he's falling that he actually says those parts of his body. I never noticed that either. I, I always just assumed it was gibberish. Yeah, me too. I thought it was like, oh, uh, uh, you know, whatever, like a yeah. typical thing. But no, he actually like quotes parts of his body that are hurting, but he does it in the backwards way. That's so. funny yeah that's good uh, i never noticed that huh um uh, mine is um when he's talking with the the angel and devil and i have uh two of their lines i have the devil's line of he's trying to lead you down the path of righteousness i'm gonna <laughs> lead you down the path that rocks <laughs> <laughs> and then i love when he does the one arm handstand yeah. and the the angel just goes no no he's got a point <laughs> Oh my goodness. So good. This is why I need That's figurines of them. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, but we need him doing a handstand. Gotta say. Like, that's oh. how it has to be. <laughs> we need the handstand and we need... And the angel with their harp. Yes, we need the harp. The sissy string thing. Which also, I was mad. I was like, you really gotta use sissy. Come on, guys. Yeah. I yeah. It was I probably the too. least offensive of all of the ne- the derogatory feminine insults. But still, I was like... Still. So close, man, guys. Like, you were so close. Just, yeah. Anyway. Um, what's your next one? Um, well, after Pacha gets away or whatever, and Krunk's uh, uh, like, I hope that doesn't come back to haunt me. Yeah. And I just put an asterisk. I was like, said by every murderer. <laughs> <laughs> that is like every, the, that is the crux of every drama, dramatic Shakespeare play. Is <laughs> I hope this doesn't haunt me later. And then there's always a ghost. Yep. Um, I also wrote the. I also wrote when it pans out super far out after the waterfall and you and Cusco just goes, what's with the chimp and the buck? Can we get back <laughs> to me? <laughs> did you realize I didn't understand? So I wrote that in my note first that I was like, why did they do this? I never understood that part. Um, but reading, yeah, like backstory of it, that apparently it's a reference to Citizen Kane, which I've never seen. Um, oh, wait, really? Yeah. Supposedly oh. it's like a nod to that. So, yeah. Oh, I always just thought that they were like. 
I mean, they were like balls to the walls with this movie for everything else. So I just assumed they were like, wouldn't it be funny? Because I think they have it in the article. They say like, wouldn't it be funny if we just pan out super far out and we just have like something random going on that like has nothing to do with the movie? <laughs> just a And it kind of highlights the idea of like the world is way bigger than his problems. Right. Which I think is fun. It's oh, just like, true. it kind of like humors him a little bit. And then of course it's when he has to interrupt and be like, can we get back to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your next one? Uh, mine's not for a while. Cause yeah, I kept getting, so I know we talked about this, uh, over text before we started, but like, I, I got so distracted by just watching the movie that it was hard for me to like sit there and type up all these lines. Cause literally every second there's a new line that I want to write down. I was pausing so. the movie like every 10 seconds. It yeah. took me like three hours to watch this. It did. Yeah. And for it being a 78 minute movie, like it's, <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mine's not till the squirrel comes in. So oh, I, I have a have few before that. I have a okay, few go. before that. So I wrote, I also wrote, ah, demon llama. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed they called him demon llama. And it's funny because he hears that and he goes, demon llama, where? And he turns around, sees a llama and just that, ah. <laughs> I love the voices of it. Um, and then my face, my beautiful face, <laughs> llama face. <laughs> and I love... <laughs> I love when he's talking about Yzma. He's like, I'll just go to Yzma and her, uh, which I know Yzma has her secret lab. And I love he does the quotation marks with his hooves. It's like her secret lab and get her to change me back. Um, I also love his la la la, still not listening. Oh man, I forgot that one. Yeah, I like that one. I love the way he says it. Um, okay, now I don't have one until the waterfall. So you go ahead. Okay. That, no, just with the squirrel. That it's like making these noises. Give it a And then he's like, hit the rope, Bucky. And then the whole ha. And yep. it just like wakes up all the jaguars. Which was the yeah. most famous, uh, like, um, that was like the trailer quit. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, clip. Quit. What? What am I trying to say? Quote. Quote. I think clip. So. I think I was trying to say quote and clip at the same time, and I unfortunately said clit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this 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 podcast is R-rated for a reason. Um but yeah, I um that is like the trailer clip for sure. Um I'm actually looking up right now. I feel bad I didn't say the name of the actor who plays Bucky and I just think it's amazing voice work. So I'm trying to find it. Oh, Bucky and he also plays the fly that gets stuck in the web. Bob Bergen. So oh, that was it. Yeah, I had Shout out had to Bob Bergen. Um good job, buddy. Okay, what is your next one? Well, he ain't getting any dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also love um oh, I love before that um before that scene, I also love when Pacha and Cusco are talking and they're fighting over the Cusco Topia thing. And Cusco throws something at him and he's like, What? What? I don't I don't know. Uh-huh. Somebody's throwing stuff. I don't know. Are you gonna start a fight? I love <laughs> I love I just love he's like, Somebody's throwing stuff. <laughs> it's just like just throwing it away. It's so uh, it's so annoying, but so funny. <laughs> yep. Um, what's your next one? Uh, the whole Cusco's dead thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cusco is dead, right? Tell me Cusco's dead. I need to hear these words. <laughs> yes. uh, do you need to hear all those words exactly? <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Well, he's not as dead as we would have hoped. <laughs> Cronk. Just 
thought I'd give you a heads up in case Kuzco ever came back. He can't come back. Yeah, that would be kind of awkward, especially after that lovely eulogy. <laughs> you think? You and I are going to find him. If he talks, we're through. Now let's move. <laughs> She's so dramatic. Oh, yeah, I love her. Now let's move. And then it goes straight into the nightmare. Ah, don't yeah. look out. I love that. Oh, and then I have I have the dream thing right after that. Yes, um, yes, go. I had a dream that dad was tied to a log and was careening out of control down a raging river of death. <sighs> it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I also love, and she's like, no, your father's fine. He just went back to talk to the emperor. And he's like, oh, like you told him to because you're always right. That's right. <laughs> I love that. See, that's why I think that they're parent goals, because, like, the kids oh, actually know. That is literally Keith and I. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love you, Keith, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the kids know, like, if they get in trouble, they, like, come over to me, because they're just like, hey, I, um, I did something wrong. <laughs> and they know that if they did something wrong around me, I'll, like, probably, like, sit down and be like, what did you do, you know? Yep. And his dad, like, Keith is great, too. I'm, I'm sorry. I know he's going to listen to this. So he's probably right now fuming. Like, hey. And he does a good job, too. But, you know, I don't Sometimes get... Sometimes kids need a female presence to be like, oh, okay, like, it's going to be all right, right? Yeah, I'm like, I get... I don't get as mad as often as he does. So they know if they want a little bit more sympathy, they'll come to me. <laughs> that's, yeah. like, that's how it works. <laughs> um... But yeah, I love you, Keith. You're a great dad. Okay. Um, what's your... Oh, what's your next one? Well, in my dream, dad had to kiss a llama. And he's like, that wouldn't happen. Doesn't he say, like, that wouldn't happen? Yeah, like, that would ever happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And she's like, it might. And he's like, nah-ah. Yeah, nah, nah, oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> my bad. There was an extra one. <laughs> no, yeah, I couldn't remember which one of them started. Was it the nah or the yaha? Yeah, because I think it nah, only happens. Uh, was first. Okay, it only happens twice, I think, and then it goes into the pattern, and then, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so then nah, yeah, night, mom, nah, Oh, man, man, we used to drive mom crazy doing that one. Oh, yeah. I love those days. Those were fun. <laughs> I love messing with She that. had to mute us right now. <laughs> she's listening. She's Yeah, she's getting all the flashbacks. She's like, ugh. Yeah. Night, <laughs> <Hi>, mom. <laughs> oh, man. That was so good. Um, I also wrote after that. I love, I didn't write down the whole sequence, but I love their wool conversation about, he's like, oh, what yeah. is this, wool? He's like, yeah. He's like, alpaca? Yeah. He's like. My wife made it. And he's like, oh, she knits? Crochets. Crochets. Oh. And they're just so awkward. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. It's so funny and, like, so endearing. But it's, like, the first time that they're actually, you know. Like, yeah, they're finally, like. to be friendly towards each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's cute. And it's also cute to see how Cusco loves his wife later. And, like, their hug at the end of the movie after she's yeah. had the baby is really cute. Because I'm just like, oh uh-huh. yeah. They're probably... I bet she, like, adopts him as, like, her her fourth son. Her third son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? <laughs> In the diner. The- <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I have ones before that. Oh, okay. Go, go, go. Um, So I have... I love Kuso after, after he rescues Pacha. And he goes, look at me and my bad self. I snatched you right out of the air. Ooh, I'm a crumbly canyon wall and I'm taking you with me. Well, not today, pal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and any kid who quoted that when we were kids, they were quoting this movie. Oh, yeah. This is where it came from. Um, I also have before that, I love watching Isma. Like, she's complaining about, you know, they can't find him. And she goes, uh, Kronk, I'm getting tired. Pull over. <laughs> and it turns out he's carrying her. And oh my she's goodness. tired. Um, I also love, so I have the whole, uh, like, I have all of the squirrel sequence basically written down. So I also yep. love when he's like, oh, look, a golden-throated small-winged warble. Just one more for exotic bird bingo. <laughs> I am loving this. <laughs> he's oh, so happy. Fuck. And I love when Yzma's fallen in the mud. She sees the squirrel and she's like, get away from me. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> And then I love Crook when he's talking to the squirrel. He goes, there's a wall there. Talking about Isma. <laughs> and the squirrel's just complaining. He's like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. And then she's like, why me? You're talking to a squirrel? Why me? Why me? <laughs> he's like, hey, it's not all about you. This little guy's had a pretty rough day. Um, and then the when he's she's like well why don't you ask him so he goes uh squeak squeaker squeaking (laughs) and they ask her to move away and she goes how's this (laughs) from the distance uh yeah i just those are the ones for that scene i just you have to talk to a squirrel like that i mean there's no way around it oh yeah (laughs) that's our language squeak squeaker squeak squeakity (laughs) squeaking (laughs) yeah (laughs) um what, oh, I also have when, you know how he's asked for, like, to be carried, and he's like, not likely, and then later they bring it back around with the low blood sugar? Oh, actually, I was going to mention another um, note about that. So, turns out that that was uh, kind of a joke about David Spade, because he's hypoglycemic in real life. <gasps> oh, shit! That's yeah. funny. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. I de- like, I guess that's funny if they make fun of it. I, hopefully, with his permission. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was with his permission. <laughs> but that's funny though. That's a, I think it's a solid joke because of course Cusco would come up with like low blood sugar. Like yeah, ah. <laughs> I want to see the scene where he like pretends to faint. <laughs> um, what do you, what do you have from the diner sequence? I have so many. Oh, that um, we're on our honeymoon. Bless you for coming out in public. <laughs> <laughs> When I was on my honeymoon, I thought of that. I was like, people are probably like, we can't wear obnoxious honeymoon like outfits or whatever because people are just gonna be like, like hating us. Yeah. But every time we were on an excursion in Hawaii, they kept like, like they would, you know, obviously like they would see our rings and everything, and they're like, oh, you know, so you're married, and we're like, yeah, we just got married, and then they're like, oh, you know, but like you could tell in the back of the mind that they're like, oh, why couldn't you have stayed in your room? <laughs> like you're gonna be too lovey dovey. <laughs> Keith and I always, our favorite compliment we get from people is when they accidentally call us, well, they don't know, obviously, but when they call us, like, husband and wife, or when they, yeah. like, um, or when I'll be with the kids out and about, and they'll be like, oh, you guys are so sweet to your mom, and I'm just like, <laughs> I get so yeah. emotional, I'm just like, those are the best, I love that shit, yeah, Keith and I are gonna be the most obnoxious on our honeymoon someday, anywho, um, Emperor's New Groove. So sorry, I brought us on a tangent. Oh no, it's okay. We kind of needed it because we're already like more than halfway through the movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also had her Mazel Tov after she throws the confetti. Yeah, the confetti. <laughs> How so does good. she even have the confetti on her? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe they oh, had the it as like a decoration. Yeah, exactly. It was like they must have had it in the back in one of the supply closets. But she was not one of the ones singing Happy Birthday. I don't think. I don't no, she wasn't. Her. Of course she wasn't. Oh my God, can you imagine her doing that? 
She would not. She would not do that. <laughs> uh, what's your next one? Uh, the whole potato salad thing. Oh, wait. I have a couple before that. So I have okay, I have the one where um, Kronk is trying to place Pacha. And I'd never caught this line before, but he goes, uh, I know, Miss Narka's inter- interpretive danced two semesters. I was usually in the back because of my weak ankles. <laughs> and I was like, Kronk, I want to see you in dance class. I love that. I also love when... <laughs> When Isma's like, is there anything on this menu that's not swimming in gravy? <laughs> okay, now go ahead with the, the whole, like, potato sequence. Okay. Uh, make me the special and hold the gravy. Check. Pick up. You know what? On second thought, make my omelet a meat pie. Meat pie, check. Kronk, can I order a potatoes as a side dish? I'll have to charge you full price. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> hey, how about a side of potatoes, my buddy? You got it. Want cheese on those potatoes? Thank you, Kronk. Cheddar will be fine. Ched spuds coming up. Spuds, yes. Cheese, no. Hold the cheese. No, I want the cheese. Cheese it is. Cheese, me no like ye. Cheese out. <laughs> cheese in. Oh, come on. Make up your mind. Okay, okay. On second thought, make my potatoes a salad. <laughs> <laughs> sure I love... This. I love that cheese, me no likey. Yeah, I quote that daily. Oh me too. It's so good, even though we love cheese. Yeah, yeah. But like anytime Arnold asks me for like, you know, like, oh, to add extra cheese to a pizza, I'm like, no, cheese, me che- no likey. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Make my potatoes a salad. <laughs> so good. Um, my next one is um, when they're outside of the diner, they've like escaped. And Cusco goes, wait, was the woman scary beyond all reason? <laughs> And then it comes back later in the village when they're like, how would you describe her? And he goes, uh, scary beyond all reason. Yeah, that's it. Yep. I love that line. It's so good. (laughs) Okay. What's your next one? And you jumped over. I know we acknowledged it earlier, but I have to acknowledge it again. The happy birthday song is so good. Yes. It's so good. So good. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, and then I have Krunk's revelation part (laughs) when he's sleeping. I don't know if there's anything sooner than that. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Go ahead. Because I then the next one I had was when he wakes up Yzma. Oh, okay. That, um, yeah, so Crunk uh, kind of jerks awake or whatever. It's like, the peasant at the diner, he didn't pay his check. <laughs> he falls <laughs> back asleep. And then he jerks back up. It's a peasant who I saw leaving the city who disappeared into the crowd with Cusco in the back of his cart. He must have taken him back to his village. So if we find the village, we find him. And if we find him, we find Cusco. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Isma, what? And then she's got all the cream and coke. And he just screams. Ah, this had better be good. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love her. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My next one is when uh, Cusco and and Pacha have found each other. And Pacha goes, um, like, you tired of being a llama? And Cusco, tears in his eyes, just goes, yes! <laughs> I find that so funny. He I'm has just... so many of those lines that's just like, it's just one word, like the me, 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 whatever. Yeah. But like... He does it so well. Yeah. Those yeah. are the moments where you like, kind of like him. Because you're just like, yeah, <laughs> like this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> sucks to be you. <laughs> and I really had to sit down with this one because I was like, you know, I've always known that he's like, you know, partly the bad guy, right? But, like, when you asked about the little world star, I'm, like, I have to, I kind of have to go with him, even though, like, it's so sad. Because, yeah, him and Pacha, you think of them as, like, the perfect duo. But, like, 
he does like mess with him like so many times he's so manipulative like the fact that he's gonna like let him die just so he can go back he's like i would have imprisoned you for life but i think this is better it's like whoa what the fuck like that's fucked like he is yeah he's awful He's, yeah. For most of the movie, he's, like, totally irredeemable. Like, there's but nothing it's like, good about him. But, like, you don't even think of that when you were kids or whatever. Like, I knew that he was a bad guy, but, like, yeah, just didn't clue in that, like, he's, like, literally the worst. Well, they try to make Yzma look, like, more conniving than him. But I feel like at the end of the day, at least, like, she's a bad leader, too. I think it's funny because they're, like, kind of both bad leaders. I mean, he kicks an oh, old yeah, man totally out of a window similar. and she refuses to give this poor peasant food. So, right. like, they're equally awful, um, which is why... I think they're literally the same person. <laughs> like, they literally like are. The only me. difference is their gender and their age. But they're, yeah. like, basically the and same. And they still misuse their their sidekicks, you could say. You know, yeah, whatever. which, of course, is hilarious, that joke that you mentioned earlier about, like, I practically raised him. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you think he would have turned out better. And it's funny because, yeah, they are, it's kind of, yeah, what you just said, like, they're kind of the same person. So, of course, he acts like that. And, of course, he fires her because, like, she probably would have done that to her own um, advisor if yeah. she had been, if she had been queen, if she'd been the empress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, crazy. Um, I wonder how they, ex- I just realized, I wonder how they explain at the end of the movie, because she is technically the empress until he comes back. So, how do they explain that she's a cat? <laughs> Like, hmm. does she just go into hiding, or does she actually like tell people like, hey? Well, I, was... I mean, they showed her as the the, the uniform. Yeah, so. but I was like, oh, so they didn't put her in prison. I mean, how do you put a cat in prison? Like, that'd be hard. You gotta give it lots of cat food. Yeah, <laughs> all the catnip. I would love to see Isma roll in catnip. Oh. Now I'm just thinking about cats. I just miss cats, man. <sighs> I want kitties. Okay. You have a cat. I'm jealous. I hope Oliver come. Uh, I hope Arnold comes home soon so Oliver can get fed because he's probably in the next room. Like, like feed me, human. Oh, no, Oliver. I have to include an, a picture of Oliver on the Instagram. Yes, after okay. This. And I have a bone to pick with you. You Why? didn't even mention your nephew in the Oliver and Company episode. He's named after Oliver. Well, it's because my roommate's dog is also named Ollie, like yeah, short for yeah. Oliver. So I think that's why I didn't mention it. Wait, I didn't mention. <laughs> I could have sworn I did. No, you did mention. You mentioned that, yeah, that he's named Oliver, but, um, but yeah, when you were saying like how you were close with it, you're like, yeah, my, and my, my, um, my roommate's dog is named Ollie, whatever. And then you didn't mention Oliver then. And I'm like, but he's your nephew. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Oliver. I love you. My little, his little marshmallow paws. Paws. I love his marshmallow paws. Yeah. I love that kitty cat. He's Aww. such a Garfield. He's so big. You guys, he's so fluffy. He has the fluffiest yeah. tabby fur. I can't wait to share a picture of him. It's everybody's gonna love him. <laughs> um, he, okay. he needs his own Instagram. Yes, exactly. Um, I think I just did mine. What's your next one? Uh, the, okay. The the townspeople part with the the checkers. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the hey, Pacha, you just missed your relatives. My relatives? Yeah, we just sent them up to your house. What they look like? Well, there was this big guy and this older woman who was, well, how would you describe her? Ah, scary beyond all reason. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that they bring that back around, like, so quickly. It's genius. Oh, my God. Uh, My next one is that 99 monkeys jumping on the bed. One (laughs) One fell off and and bumped his head. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I just love that he's, like, playing with them. I have so many of his lines in the sequence. It's so good. I like the, I I put the other one that, on the signal, we switch places. Oh, yeah. Crunk, it's time. 
okay. <laughs> yes. yes, I love that. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. I also have um uh Tipo's um uh-huh. Great, 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 great. Oh, great, great I read night. somewhere that they he said that like twenty three times or something. He must have because of the timing of it or something. Oh wow. Yeah. No wonder she tells That's him to funny. stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my next one was the conjunction one. <laughs> oh, wait, I have the one before when she's like, <laughs> okay, go. Uh, uh, tell us where the talking llama is or we'll burn your house to the ground. <laughs> well, which is it? That sounds like a pretty crucial conjunction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. The kids are such smart asses. And then she's like, crunk, break down the door. And he goes, uh, and he's like, what is it? I think he says like, uh, are you kidding? This is hand carved mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> no but see like this whole part as i was watching it yesterday it made me think i know before the show we were talking about um my life in school and when they were cutting out the doorknob i thought of this part because like when they removed the doorknob um that isma's like there's no handle in here whatever like yeah. there's not are you sure, sure. <laughs> i love her teacher she's so bad and i love how the kids are watching her do this like being like he 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 yeah their, their whole family is like they're my favorite amazing like, yeah they're yeah. like the best family in a movie they work together so well and i love how he's like they can handle themselves and then it cuts to them being like the, it's not have you tried like <laughs> so good and she's like kids you know what to do and their whole lineup how of, do they think of that like it was just so planned perfectly. genius they're geniuses oh my god maybe they're it's a family of prodigies i love them um what's what's your next one um when uh there so when that whole thing happens and Isma's being hit with the whatever mm-hmm. with as a pinata the um crunk's like ha, 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 well i had a great time let's not wait to the next family reunion to get together yes! and he kind of like emphasizes family like he knows but he's like whatever he's gonna he's gonna laugh about it i love how he's like buying the bit so much he's just like yeah. i really had a good time I love him so much. He's so wholesome. But like, she just just like looks at him like, yeah, that sounds nice or whatever. Like, she's kind of humbling him because she knows like he's just like a yes. cutie. Yeah, exactly. But I love that in the end, like the kids are part of the squirrel group of his, like of part of the the like boy yeah. scouts, the 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 scout troop of his. Because yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, he's definitely a close family friend now. Like, are you kidding? He kind of like helps them in the end. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, my next one is after the whole, like, um, them trying to escape, and they make it to the cabinet, and they go, lions, tigers, bears? Oh, my. (laughs) She just Actually, let me talk about that. So, I don't know if you read it, too, but um, turns out that that was, like, actually, hold on, I'm trying to find it down here. I don't want to make a mistake. There. Um... Yeah, so when they say that, um, that of course that's reference to Wizard of Oz, duh. Yeah. But um, yeah, according to the producer and director, they were forced to use this joke, which they detested by then head of feature animation Thomas Schumacher. Why? Why were they forced to use it? I don't know. But yeah, they just did not want to use it. So that's, well, I that's like it. I think it's fun. I think it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I I hate that they had to. They had to use it, but, like, what else would they have put there? I feel like it's a good transitional moment. Right. I don't know. I, I feel bad for them. Like, n- nobody wants to be forced into doing something. But and I, it was a good intergenerational laugh, you know? Yeah, so. I think it's a good joke. Also, if kids haven't seen Wizard of Oz yet, it's still a good line. 
Yeah. Like, regardless of Wizard of Oz, like, with that line, like, it's still a funny line. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel for them, though. I That that sounds like a bad situation. Yeah. Um, What's your next one after that? The Cruel Irony. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I know we referenced it already. No, no, no. Do, go it. Do it again. It's fun. Uh, okay, well... Uh, Cusco's like, okay, I admit it. Maybe I wasn't as nice as I should have been, but Isma, do you really want to kill me? Just think of it as you're being let go, that your life's going in a different direction, that your body's part of a permanent outplacement. <laughs> hey, that's kind of like what he said to you when you got fired. I know it's called a cruel irony, like my dependence on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love her so much. I also love when, when she's like attacking Krunk. And she's like, one simple thing, you know? And she goes, and to tell the truth, I've never liked your spinach puffs. <gasps> never! <laughs> <laughs> and he's crying. Like, he's like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's so sad. Poor Kronk. Yeah. And I love- would eat your spinach puffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love also when the, that'll do it. The, uh, with the, um, when, the, the, the chandelier. The chandelier. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When he's like, the the judgment will come from above. And they look up in the, ah. <laughs> The wicked shall receive their just reward. Yes. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, what's goodness. your next one? Uh, well, before that, the whole, then I bet you weren't expecting this. <gasps> yes. Ah! <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I, I, I never like that line. Like, whatever. It's hilarious. But like, oh my God, that part always like made me cringe. I'm like. Don't go there, Disney. Like, I don't know. It's too suggestive. But anyway. Oh, yeah. But I also, I wrote as one of my, like, I have some notes. I was like, she has a dagger strapped to her thigh. She's my hero. Like, I, <laughs> that's I true. love her. Like, that, besides the fact that's, like, kind of sexy. It's also just like, yeah, you fucking, you go. Like, I love that she just casually has it there. Like, fucking Morticia vibes. Committed. Yeah. I love her. I love her. Anyway. Um... And My- then also before the just reward thing. Oh, yeah. If I could add the um, uh, Kronk. Why did I think you could do this? This one simple thing. It's like I'm talking to a monkey. Whoa, now a big, a really, really big, stupid monkey named Kronk. Ouch. And you want to know something else? <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. spinach puffs. I never <laughs> liked your spinach puffs. Oh, my goodness. Never. <laughs> so mean. My next one is also one of hers of the which one, which one. <laughs> we quote that all the time. We quote that all the time. That's definitely yeah. one of our daily ones. Um, what's your next one? Hey, I've turned into a cow. Can I go home? <laughs> You're excused. I love her. You're excused. <laughs> I I wanted to use this at work some days, but I don't think anyone would get the reference. I have too old of, of coworkers. <laughs> Can we also talk about how the cow kind of has a slightly like Wisconsin-esque accent, which makes sense because like dairy, cheese. Huh. And so I love that the cow is just kind of like, hey, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? I read that they're saying that that's a nod at the whole phrase till the cows come home. Um, but oh, yeah, but I uh, never would have. I never. That, so, I never got yeah. that. I always just thought it was funny that out of all the animals, they pick the cow to be like, "I'm a cow. Can I go home?" I never yeah. thought of that. But that maybe that's maybe that's where it came from. But I I always just thought it was just random. I think that they were just like, "Yeah, we'll pick an animal." Um, what's your next one? Yay, I'm a lover again. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one's so 
good. Um, okay, my next one, we've already mentioned this one, but that, is that my voice? <laughs> is that my voice? Yeah, classic. I love this. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. <laughs> so I had before that the, come on, man, nobody lives forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, charge! And they all come, and then uh, they all seemingly die, I guess, because <laughs> they all just yep. fall through the nose they and nothing happens. Oh, my Disney God. movie. Yeah. They they don't show the deaths, of course, but yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, um and I like before that too the whole <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. To see her evil eyes very like a la like sleeping beauty, like maleficent esque, and then it's just like Meow. Yeah. <laughs> I also love her next one of Do you have the drop it? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. I'm not going to drop it, you fool. I'm going to drink it. And once I turn back into my beautiful self, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Evil laughter effect. (laughs) For the last time, we did not order a giant trampoline. You know what, pal? You could have told me that before I set it up. (laughs) (laughs) Which they talk about in the article that they're like, yeah, of course there's a trampoline salesman who shows up to save the day. Because they all talked about, like, they were in a meeting. They were like, how are we going to get her back up? And they were like, what if there's a trampoline salesman? And they were doing so many other crazy things in the movie. They were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, of course there's going to be a trampoline salesman. Why not? And I love that. This is what I love about this movie. Is like, I think the trampoline salesman is honestly, like, my favorite part. Because I'm just like, this is the thesis of the movie. It doesn't need to make sense. It's just fucking funny. It's Mm -hmm. great. Oh, it's so good. Um, that was also my next one. And then the one I have after that is the, ah, ha, ha. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Quote that all the time. Quote that all the time. I also just love her maniacal laughter when I have to shout out when she's flying up and she's caught it and you see her fly up past them and you just see her go, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> great job it with was the audio. such good audio editing like whoever did that kudos to you like you're a mm-hmm. genius oh my god uh what's your next one the uh, <laughs> when he's talking to the old man and then oh, wait, like, wait 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 what about the oh, trap door one the trap door the, oh <laughs> what are the odds of that trap door leading me out here <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead with the old man one Okay, no, just the old man's like, oh, it's not the first time I've been tossed out a window and it won't be the last. What can I say? I'm a rebel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. He like punches him. Yes, it's so good. Um, I only have one more. Um, and it's just referencing the, my acorn is missing. Yep. Squeak, squeaker. Squeak, squeaking. Squeak, squeakity. Yeah. <laughs> you ha- <laughs> Did you eat my acorn? <laughs> and you owe me a new acorn. <laughs> I just... <laughs> And then the squeak, squeak at her, squeak, squeak in. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. Yeah, I love that. And that's such a good way to end the movie. The audio. It's so good. Did you have any others? No, that was the very yes! last one. Yes. Woo! We Woo-hoo! did it. We did it. That took literally 50 minutes, I think. I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's why when you told me you're like five, I wrote impossible in the top. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I don't think we could have done that. I just no. don't. Yeah, there's no Not way. For this one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for those of you listening, if you skipped ahead 50 minutes, <laughs> we just had a blast. You missed out. Um, 
Okay, now we move into... I just want to shout out the songs of the movie. The Cusco's theme song, um, Perfect World, and the Happy Birthday song. Great songs. Best songs. Done. They didn't even put the Happy Birthday, though, in the like the list of all the songs for the movie. They oh, list the weird. Ipanema... Ah, which, which they play in like the background in but the they, but i love that no but i love specifically i have that in my eye of some notes i love that they specifically play the girl from impanima in the dinner scene when yeah. they're like setting up and i never had seen it before but all of a sudden it came across my screen as the as the closed caption and i was like wait what and i <laughs> thought that was fucking hilarious <laughs> just like yep. such a subtle little joke but i fucking loved it so <laughs> so good um so now we move into best all around uh which i have a few options uh so in no particular order really um i'll go ahead and start with chicha the wife because she's ride or die she's great I just love how she's like, he didn't even see you. Like, oh, I would have marched right in there. And, and you know, I would have. <laughs> yeah. I love her. She's such a good mom, too. Just the like, whole snort she's the thing. Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, my God. She's like, I have to go clean something. <laughs> so good. Um, Pacha, of course, because he's just like the lovable big guy that you're just like, oh, I want to bear hug with this dude. Like, he's so great. And he's such a good dad. He's adorable. And he's such a good husband, too. Like, it's great. Uh, and he's so nice to Cusco after all the shit Cusco puts him through. He's like, and I actually have a spicy hot take about it that we'll get to eventually. Yeah. Um, I also wrote Kronk, of course, because yep. he's the funniest character in the movie and just like hilarious, like amazing, literally amazing. But for me, my biased option is Isma because really, she's my ride or die. I love, I like respect where she's coming from in terms of like, removing this brat from office like I don't think that's like the way to go about it but I get it um I think she, her outfits are amazing her humor is great she's fucking fabulous so as shit she saying? has a dagger strapped to her thigh I love her yeah Isma's my ride or die I love that woman she's my favorite I had I did not put Isma. um but uh yeah I put number one Pacha and, and his whole family I just kind of lumped them all together yeah um but yeah, especially Pacha, like, I feel like just he, he got like the short end of the stick in terms of like how he was treated and whatever. But yet he still like stuck with Cusco like the whole time, no matter what. Um, and I just think he was like too good of a person for it. And you do, of course, root for for them, their mm-hmm. duo and everything. Um, and I also put Kronk because I mean, like, I always thought that like he deserved better. <laughs> like poor Yzma put him down all the time. So um, uh, I'm I'm curious to see like, would he have been, I mean, I know there was Krunk's new groove and everything, which we'll talk about later, but I'm curious, like, without Yzma ever being in the picture, like, what would his life have been like? He probably know. would have been somebody else's henchman. Or maybe, I mean, he ends up working for the scouts thing later. Maybe he would have just gone back to that. Yeah. I don't know. Or I maybe wonder, like, how trainer. she, re- yeah, I wonder, like, how she recruited him, because it's like, he doesn't have like a bad bone in his body, but like she probably just know. saw him on the street and was like, "Hey, you, <laughs> I don't know, do my bidding." <laughs> yeah, she's just like, "I'll give you a steady paycheck," and he's just like, "Ah, oh, fine, I don't know." I feel like he wouldn't have thought it through, you know? Yeah, we'd have been like, "Ah, eh, this woman's not gonna ask me to kill somebody." <laughs> to <laughs> cut to two years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, should we move on to the curveball? 
uh, I have some notes. Oh, wait. Well, the curveball. Did you have a crush on anybody from... Oh. Uh, yeah, well, Kronk, I would say. <laughs> He's just this, like, tall guy, like, built very well, has a cleft chin, good hair. Like, he can carry me, which I love. You know, I would definitely be on his back for the the, the whole, like, Yzma uh, under the covers thing, like... <laughs> um in the woods that would be that would be it going like to and from places oh my God. um I'm he could cook for me so i mean you know never never bad I'm and ass- he's great with kids so i mean he's great husband material <laughs> i'm assuming arnold's not listening to this later oh he should it's okay sure. <laughs> he would understand it's okay oh my God. <laughs> um I've never had a crush on any of these characters. Like, I get the physical appeal of Krunk, but he's too stupid. Um. Oh, no, but I, I feel like then my blonde moments wouldn't be, like, <laughs> wouldn't be as bad as they are sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm, yeah, I've never really had, if Isma as a young woman probably would have been my type. Um, mm, Wait, wait. But did, they never showed her. They as never a show woman. her as a young woman. Okay. But I bet if if they we had ever gotten a flashback of Isma, or if they ever make a prequel about Isma, she's probably m- most my type. But I've never mm-hmm. had a crush on any of them. Um, I like Pacha's warmness. Animated movies sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I really liked Pacha's warmness. But yeah, yeah. I actually just got into like a huge thing with Jacob recently. We were texting about animated characters, and I was telling him how like I'm like queen of having crushes on animated characters. And he was like, wait, is that a thing? And I was like, duh. And he was like, I've never heard that before. And I was like, dude. And I just started like setting him pictures of like all these animated characters I have crushes on. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what the fuck? You really do like animated characters. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think that's like a whole like, that's like a fandom in and of itself of like being attracted to animated characters. Like, you cannot tell me that like all. Well, like, how do you are... think people that are interested in anime and manga and everything? Like, exactly. Of course. Yeah, that's honestly like that. And like all of the 90s princess Disney movies is where it starts. Like you yeah. cannot tell me you watch Hercules or Aladdin and not have a crush on one of them. Like what? What? Yeah, definitely not Hercules, though. Ill. Oh, really? Well, you yeah. don't. It's funny. So you like Krunk, but you don't like Hercules? I never liked his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been a long time since I've been into blonde guys, but now it's all about the Well, dark it's not even blonde. Me. It's like a redhead, kind of. He's more of like Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't look good. Nah. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I'm more, I think all of us are mostly Aladdin people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Aladdin really, they knocked it on the head with him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now we move into I Have Some Notes, which, for those of you keeping track at home, I wrote 10 pages of notes, which, I'm not even kidding, I think 80% of them are just quotes. Like, and that's good, because you were saying recently that you were, like, kind of sticking with, like, seven mostly, so yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, I literally wrote one page in only the first, like, five minutes. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like... I was forgetting to take notes, because I was, like, yeah, focusing on quotes and the, uh, you know, just thinking about all the reasons why Cusco's the worst. I was, like, listing all these reasons that I was getting distracted and not really putting too many notes, but... <laughs> I think I came up with enough lately. Oh, that's good. Do you want to go first and read all of yours, or do you want me to go first? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'll knock over some of the stuff that I might have mentioned already. Um, so, first of all, when Cusco's being, like, carried up the staircase, you know, by that guy in the opening, like, song and whatever, mm-hmm. 
Um, there's such a precarious tilt that he makes that it's a miracle they didn't fall off. Like, it just blows my mind every time that I'm like, ooh, like, watch out. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that, uh, oh, yeah, I like the the line that, um, Cusco says, uh, the birthday gift to me, I'm so happy, (laughs) whatever. And I kind of get that sentiment because it's like, it's harder as I get older to receive gifts. I would rather kind of buy myself something, you know, like I know what I want or whatever. So it's kind of hard to like get gifts from people now. Um, yeah, unless they specifically ask me, of course, you know, it's a different story, but like, but then it kind of kills the vibe of like getting a surprise. So oh, yeah. I don't know, as I get older, I understand that sentiment of wanting your own, like your own summer house or whatever, like, just because you um, would kick somebody out of their own home, Kelly. No, well, I didn't say where I would put it, but <laughs> um, I put the thing about Eartha Kit. but did you know that Barbara Streisand was the original choice for Yzma? Wait, what? Yeah, that was in my research. What? That would be a completely different movie. Yeah, so I'm so glad they went. I mean, Barbara Streisand would also have been great at it. She would have been great at it. But like, oh my God, that would have been so different. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wow. That blew my mind right now. I'm like, (laughs) that's, I'm going to be thinking about that at like 3 a.m. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. Wow. (laughs) Okay, in all caps, I said, I need a roller coaster of the trip down to the secret lab. I would honestly kill for it. And I've always told myself I would ride it no matter how intensive a ride it was. And you know that I only recently started trying roller coasters and everything. So it is a new thing for me, but I would ride it no matter what. Like, I need this ride and Disney has to get on it. Like, I know that there's petitions around. Like, there's got to be something already started because this is 20 years now. So... I don't know. We, Knowing Disney, it. they already have it in the vault. Like they already have the pap- the like the plans for it. They just haven't. They just have like, all these newer IPs that they want to like it, do first. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that they're. I don't just, think like, they're ever not... gonna do it. I think they will when, because like, right now the the major like IPs that they're building are Marvel and. I mean, they technically, like, kind of finished the Star Wars. I mean, they're releasing the hotel soon, but there's no word that there's going to be a new Star Wars ride. So they're kind of done with Star Wars. Right now, they're just trying to build the Marvel world a little bit. Um, Yeah. And when they run out of the Marvel world, like, what are they going to do? Like, they don't really have any, like, big franchises right now other than those. And they've already done one of them. And the Marvel one is already kind of, like, halfway done because they already did the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland, plus a couple of the other parks already have that one too. The old Tower of Terror ride that's now Guardians of the Galaxy. So like, I feel like they're gonna want, like, they're gonna want a new, like, popular IP. And that's the good thing about, like, all of their, all of the new rides that they're building now are all IP-based. Literally all of them. So I have high hopes that they'll eventually make a um, a, a Emperor's New Groove ride because, like, all they do is IP now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we just keep, like, pushing it enough, I think it could happen. I mean, they probably already have the plans. I think they just, like, right now Disney is mostly focusing on changing the racist rides. And once those are done, yep. like, they're gonna have the time to be able to create a new ride. That's, like, more, it's more culture for them. Like, if they're changing the racist rides, then, like, maybe they can get this one right and have, like, true Incan heritage like on the ride and like true but I always thought where would they as a part put of it. it well okay I'm gonna just gonna spoil one of my spicy hot takes now because I think it should be part of Magic Kingdom 
because mm-hmm. he's quote unquote a Disney princess. <laughs> and I think they should call it Cuscotopia. And I think it should be an entire, its own entire, entire section of, mm-hmm. of the park. Like, so you know how in Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom, for those of you who don't know Disney World, look up a map. I'm sorry. I can't explain everything. So, <laughs> so in Fantasyland. Um, they should just get rid of the whole Toontown. Well, what used to be Toontown. Well, they are going that. to get rid of that, which is they where are? I think. I think so. Eventually. Yeah. Oh. They already got rid of it, I think, in Disneyland. So no, they have it because I've seen videos of it. No, but I think they're going to get rid of it. Is the oh. thing I think that's the thing that's like always on the chopping block. So I think that would be the perfect place to expand because that connects to. So what I was saying about Fantasyland. So you know how Fantasyland now has like its own segment about Beauty and the Beast. It has its own little yeah. section for Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. I think, and that all of that section connects to Toontown. So that would be the perfect place to just bulldoze over all that shit because nobody likes it. And put in Cusco-topia, which they could build a giant roller coaster for that looks like the Incan Castle that would house the secret lab ride. Mm-hmm. They could sell in the gift shop. They could sell the lab costumes that Isma and Krunk wear. They could sell those <laughs> as a kit. Oh, oh, boy. I would want one that doesn't fit right, though, <laughs> to make it like when when Pacha and, uh, and Cusco come in and then they're wearing it on the wrong, like, person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, that's the thing. You could buy it, like, in different sizes. They could have – so it could look like the palace, you know, Cusco's palace. And you're, like, walking around. You can see, like, Cusco's – you can see the Cusco's – like, maybe there's a picture on the wall, a painting on the wall that's of, like, Cusco's little hut next to Pacha's. Um, and, and then there's literally the ride could be called in quotation marks, the secret lab. And it's just like a very obvious door off to the side in the cast, in the palace (laughs) that has like somebody standing and like, that's where the ride starts. And it's like super fucking obvious, but like all of the ride attendants are just like, shh, don't tell anyone. And like, that could be part of the bit. That could be part of the bit is that they're like, nobody's supposed to know that it's here. But it's like, it's very like much like the do not look at the man behind the curtain. Like it's supposed to be like that, you know, and like it could be a whole bit. And then it's just like you go through all these caverns in the palace and then all of a sudden you're like on the ride and like they could build all of that right there. Um, And and then it can look like and then you can have like the Incan culture, like it can be like a, a Peruvian city. Like you can set it up like to look like the actual like city and you can have real culture and real references and real heritage well that's what i'm hoping for that like they're gonna add that stuff in but i don't know yeah but that's how i think they could do it really successfully because yeah nobody likes the toontown area or at the very least just make the toontown area smaller like it's literally only for like the littlest of kids like it's only for preschoolers nobody else goes there and like it's just such a waste of space especially when they expanded it and like revamped the um the Dumbo ride which I really see like nobody on like ever it's just awkward it's just really awkward that it's there now um and I think they need to build Cusco-topia actually I was gonna say that not to be a downer but no I feel like that ride in particular the Dumbo ride is like too big of a has too big of a fan base for them to like tear it down um, and plus, and now they're doing the Tron coaster. Like, I don't feel like they're going to add another coaster anytime soon. Like, if but they anything, need to, be... I feel like that, like, that's the problem with Disney is they don't have enough coasters. And if right. they don't, and really like the only other place I could think of is if they were to tear down the entire Mexican pavilion at Epcot 
and rebuild it as an Incan empire is the only place I could see it going. That would be cool. Which Epcot yeah. could use well, they another have, roller coaster, they don't even, even though have they're building to tear the Guardians down. one right now. But they don't even have to tear down Mexico. They have room, supposedly, for like nine more countries. Apparently, that's what Disney has stated that like they literally have room. For See, more. then they should then they don't even yeah then don't even tear down the Mexican pavilion and just add an Incan one. Add a but Peruvian they've had one. so many that would be yeah, awesome. Which they, they only have. have. So many other that's ideas. the only. That's the only. Um, that's the only Latinx re- representation in the mm-hmm. like they have what how many millions of European countries and and like a couple Asian countries, uh, Japan and China, and then just the Mexican pavilion, and yeah. like that's it. Um, it's almost all white people. It's almost all European. Um, I feel bad most for Africa. I gotta say, they only have that, that little, one is like, literally section. that one is that like, clearly offensive. They need to <laughs> like, fix that. Like, yeah, because as they're fixing all these other rides for being like socially insensitive or racially insensitive, whatever. Like, I feel like that's one of the biggest ones that always stuck even... out to me. Like, it felt like it was just a throwaway. Well, like, they oh, didn't even here. they didn't even pick a region. They just no. like said Africa, which it's like there's a difference between West Africa and South Africa, and like all of the literally there's a difference. Even Morocco people complain about is like not moroccan (laughs) like people are like this is just like the most generic like casablanca version of morocco which is also offensive in and of itself so like disney has a lot of work to do which is why i think it would be perfect for them to do this movie because it needs this kind like the, the parks need this kind of representation and if they do it right with the right research and the right representation it can be done very tastefully and they just don't fuck it up if you do it please for the love of god but anyway we were doing i have some notes but that was (laughs) our rant on they need to build a ride yeah no and and you said that was gonna come later anyway so um yeah no i've always i've always said that too so um i like your ideas though yeah that would be a good place for it thank you all um so one thing that always bothered me like so yzma was let go but then why is she still expected to cook for Cusco when she has been let go? Like, she's at the dinner Oh, well, she's part. not expected. She invites him to dinner. He invites her to dinner, you mean? No, she invites Cusco to dinner. But they're in the palace, right? No, that's her quarters. Oh, I never got that. No, 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 oh, that's her I quarters. That was the palace. No, 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 that's her quarters. That's, like, her, her place. And oh. she's invited him for dinner to say no hard feelings. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, never mind. Um, so I put that I need to learn how to make spinach puffs because if I could eat one food mentioned in a movie or TV show or whatever, it would definitely be his spinach puffs. But I will say when I was researching, that's actually supposed to be an empanada. Um, it's the oh. word puff is used because it's the closest word in the English language to describe an empanada. That's kind of so awful to know that they just yeah. didn't even bother calling it an empanada. Like, that's that, like, yeah. what? Wow, dizzy. Anyway. So, yeah. Okay. So, that was going to be part of my wah, later wah, rant. Wah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, so, I said, how would Cusco not have heard that loud explosion sound from the potion being mixed in with the drinks? Like, yes. there were several of them. Like, come on. <laughs> You're not even going to turn around. Nothing. Like, yep. I don't know. Um, I said, I wish my blonde moments were half as funny as crunk. <laughs> um, and it took me such a long time, like, as I'm watching, well, I know now, but like, it took me like many, many years to even notice the cat background, how it changes to a llama after the potion gets dropped on it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's so it's such a classic. funny touch. Yeah. 
Um, what else? Oh, okay. So not just about the theme song part, but when when Patrick Warburton is doing the theme song part, um, I read that I never noticed this before. You know that the people pass in front of him, right? And that's why he's like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they just like disappear, even though they were about to climb up a really really tall staircase. And they disappear like so quickly, which doesn't make sense. So like that's kind of one of the fallacies of the of the movie. Um, what else? What else? Uh, oh yeah, when when um, I forgot the girl's name, the little girl. Um, oh, I I did not write it down. So I did. Hold on, I have to. The daughter. It. Yes, the daughter. Um, oh goodness. Uh, there she is. Chaka or Kacha or I don't know how you pronounce it. No, Chaka. Is it probably. CH? It is CH. Yeah. Uh, Chaka, probably. Chaka. Um, so, yeah, why doesn't she just pull out that damn tooth already? Like, it's so gross how she's like, or whatever. Little kids like, like doing that. They ew, like. Oh, not me. They, I hate it. Like, loose teeth. Ugh. Literally, like, I love, like, Guy and Noah, like, if I have, like, a cut on my hand, they'll literally just be like, what's this? And they'll just touch it over and over again. Like, did you hurt yourself? And I'm just like, guys, please don't touch it. (laughs) But that's little kids for you. They like, like, if it hurts them, they don't want you to touch it. But they don't ask you. Again, like, what you and I were talking about, like, they're starting to become aware of other people's emotions. Yeah. Yeah, they don't realize that, like, like, Kaya likes to, like, touch the the mole that's on my lip. Mm. And she'll notice it like every like once a month she'll see it and be like what's that and I'll be like Kai I told you it's a mole like just like your birthmarks and she'll be like what are birthmarks <laughs> and I just give her the same spiel over and over again it's really cute though <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh I wrote that that's how I plan on getting rid of my kids eventually like I'm just gonna talk to Arnold about how much we love each other and make kissy faces and get them to go out of the room <laughs> even um, I do that now like if we yeah. kiss both Kai and Noah will be like eh. but if we hug they'll be like wait group hug and they have to like Aww. tackle us it's really cute but I love like yeah when Keith and I want privacy we just like we'll kiss and they'll be like <laughs> I'm like this is great <laughs> I wrote that I was kind of rooting for the spider as it ate the fly because I hate buzzing things flying by me. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it flew by him. And then, yeah, like I was like, no, revenge. <laughs> Jesus. Get eaten. Chaotic uh, neutral. Damn. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I said, cute squirrel time. He's so talented with those llama balloons. <laughs> and I want a baby jaguar. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. And the Tarzan reference when Pacha's swinging in like classic or whatever he makes. Um, so that is um, actually like that is the yell from Tarzan, by the way. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so that was released in 1999. So it was like a nod oh, to that. Film. Wait, did they even know, though, that that had happened? Because that's the thing with Disney. Like they de- other departments could be doing things and they won't even know that that's a reference because like know. i guess they must have had that one already like because that was the thing I, I read a book uh, a while back uh, a disney imagineering book that um when they were developing they wanted to develop a cars land for disneyland and then they found out that pixar was making the cars movie at the same time and they had no idea mm. so i don't i'm not sure if like i mean it's an animation studio they're all in the same building so maybe they did know yeah but who knows but that is it's a cool it's a cool reference yeah um, so I, I said, did Pacha ever tell his family that he was leaving? If so, how do you explain that? 
Hi, honey. I'm going to go follow the emperor who's been turned into a llama who wants to get back to the palace so he can destroy your home and everything we know and love. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does technically lie to her. He says that he's going back to the emperor. He's taking her advice and going back. Yeah, that's true. So he does tell her, yeah. but he lies, technically. And then when they come back, he tells her the truth about, like, he was turned into a llama. We're trying to get away from these people. We need you to stall them so we can get back and he can become a human again. And she's like, yeah. okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, well, when I, I was her. watching, when I was watching the deleted scenes, it actually made more sense that way. Because, yeah, they actually showed, like, Cusco, like, sleeping in their house or whatever. Um, and then the one of the kids walked in on Cusco in his bed and, like, woke him up. And that's when, like, uh, all the family's, like, there and they all call him, like, Demon Llama or whatever. And, like, yeah. like that was their deleted, one of the deleted scenes. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that kind of made more sense to me that, like, he actually was explaining it to the family. I don't know. Hmm. Um, uh, so, I never understood. Why would Cusco's head pop out of the water for a second and then fall back down with, like, before the mouth-to-mouth thing? Um, probably... No, I have no good, I have no good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. No, yeah, that's just weird. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I said that pink outfit of Yzma's. Wow. (laughs) Yes! I want it. I want it. I want it all. Okay. (laughs) And I never noticed, but yeah, so I had to like watch this um, carefully because I read about it first that the whole, like the dam when, when the, the pieces of the bridge are Mm -hmm. like falling. Oh, yeah. That. Did you ever notice that the word damn was spelled by the bridge pieces? Wait, really? Yeah, by the planks that were falling, it spells the word damn. Oh, my God. That's crazy, right? Like, I had to watch it just to make sure, and it was there. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, and then the whole his right or my right thing was silly because, like, they both started with the right foot, and I always noticed that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I, and I think that's part of the gag is it's yeah. like Cusco just has to say it's his right foot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Oh yeah. So the whole squirrel comedy thing. Um, if the squirrel can understand English, right? Because he does. Why does Krunk have to translate? <laughs> like, yeah. does it make sense? And then, and then, why is Isma trying to listen closer to Krunk talking with the squirrel when she doesn't understand? <laughs> and then, why does the squirrel even need space to talk to Krunk? When, of course, Izzo doesn't understand. Like, why would he insist that she has well, to be away? because he didn't like her because she yelled at him. Get away yeah. from me! She just, <laughs> the squirrel just didn't like her because she was a bitch. And he was like, yeah. I won't talk to you. Get away from me. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, as and squirrels the, do. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and then the hot and crispy pill bug. That's what they were <gasps> eating? Uh, no, 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 no. I no. never heard that that's what it was called. But that's so gross. It's disgusting. It's literally uh, they eat a roly poly and it's oh god no yeah um, uh, remember that show I was thinking about that show the other day it's roly poly yeah it's roly for round <laughs> I don't know I never I was thinking about said. all of the classic I was thinking about that one I was thinking about PB and J the other day the I best opening theme, theme song, song. <laughs> yeah was uh. that theme song at the same time yeah that was the best PB and J Even mom liked that show, which I find funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It is cute. Uh, I said, Cusco would have died if he didn't overhear Eastman Crunk at that exact moment talking about killing him outside the diner or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, he was going to go with them. Like, so it's just crazy timing. Um, 
what else what else uh i said the llama field scene was so sweet like Pacha's too scene. good of a man like also it's like but how does that happen like how did they find each other like there's no re- like how did because it seems like Cusco was heading back towards Pacha's village because they get to his village, Pacha's village, really quickly to get the supplies. So I'm assuming Cusco was heading back towards the village to find Pacha to like, because that was like probably the only home he could go to, you know? Yeah. And so I just find it very convenient that they find each other. It kind of bothers me a little bit that it's like so easy. It is. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Like there's so much open space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, and then I said, if you had your husband's third cousin's brother's wife's step niece's great, great, or great aunt twice removed ass come into your house, who would say yes? Like, <laughs> his wife is too nice. Um, and then when the wife, I was like, damn, the wife shouldn't have had Yzma pick up the fallen cup. Like, you're pregnant, girl. Get up. Like, Well, but what? that's, but that just goes to show how awful Yzma is that she doesn't on purpose. And, pa- yeah. and like, and Chicha knows that she did it on purpose. And it's just like, fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't get the whole door thing. Like, if there wasn't a handle, shouldn't they just have been able to push open the door? Like, like, shouldn't it just swing open? Like, I don't understand what's keeping it closed like they didn't have anything holding the door like they didn't have a chair or whatever blocking it so i'm confused how it even stayed closed uh yeah i don't have a good excuse for that one too maybe when they (laughs) removed the lock it removed nope i don't have a good excuse so well (laughs) (laughs) and then i said i always wanted a pinata for my birthday especially yzma chicken pinata (laughs) (laughs) we got you one i watched the video recently actually we got you, you a. We, we got you. Arnold got me one. The guitar pinata. When you and Arnold, <gasps> your first apartment. Oh my gosh, that's right. Well, yeah, but that's when I was an adult. Like I wanted one as a kid. I want, well, I want like candy in there and everything, and I want to go reach for the candy. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, Kelly, Mom would have never let us hang a pinata from the front tree. That's that's another one of the the the, the writing the the height measurements and now the pinata. <laughs> Mom's just like, I gave you a good childhood, you ungrateful people. <laughs> mom's, mom. mom's gonna write a comment on the pod like for the podcast, just being like, Kelly and Lauren seem very ungrateful to their mother. <laughs> oh, boy. oh man. We were spoiled, rotted. <laughs> yep. Y'all can't tell that we're complaining about we didn't get a pony. We were we were pretty spoiled kids. <laughs> um I love the chase scene with the arrows on the ground and they just shrug and accept it. Like they make no sense. And the whole cloud with the lightning bolt over the ravine. <laughs> and then they end up at the, the palace first. It makes no sense. It makes me so happy though. It's like my favorite part. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> I love this movie. Yep. So good. I said, how did Yzma get to be turned into such an adorable cat? I want to be her owner. I love and- the fact that she has like the silver fur. Yeah. It's, it's so really cute. nice though. But, like, I, I guess that was a nod to, like, her age or something. Oh, yeah, uh, I think what so. what I always thought. Yeah. But also, she looks like a kitten, which I love. So, yeah. like, she looks like she ate, like, she de-ages. But, like, her the silver hair, like, reflects, I guess, what was her age. I don't know. I don't even know what hair yeah. color she has in the movie. They don't really show her hair. Oh, no, I think it is gray. I think her hair is gray. It, like, peeks huh. out from underneath her, her underneath little. her cap thing. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's silver. I don't, she is an adorable fucking cat. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then like I, her just trying to get the potion, the potion bottle open with her mouth and paws is so cute. Um, yeah. Like, oh my God. I love that when she's like pulling it with her teeth and she just smacks it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. That if it goes flying off and she jumps off and she's like, Ah! Yep. She's like, uh oh. <laughs> That's so good. Oh boy. Um, duh, duh, duh. what else? What else? Um, oh yeah. And if Pacha really heard singing on the hill next to him or whatever, like, you know, like that. Oh yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. It's just his quote. But um, why didn't he like suggest if there was a, a hill open next to him, why didn't he suggest that from the beginning to Cusco? Because Cusco didn't ask. I feel like Pacha has no idea why he's there. And when he hears that Cusco's just going to take his ancestral home, I think he's a little distracted to be like, hey, well, actually, dude, uh, there's another hill right next to mine that's, like, just as good. I, I feel like he's just, like, there's too many other more important things going on for him to just be like, um, you don't have to take my home. Like, because what Pacho, and Pacho, this is, like, the goodness in him. He's, Pacho's almost more concerned with the fact that the emperor is being so selfish instead of, like, losing his home. He's almost just, like you would do that to a person? Like, Mm -hmm. that's where the focus is. So I think that's why he doesn't bring up, like, hey, there's other real estate nearby, close to a good school, transit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then I said, I would totally be a squirrel-speaking camper, even in the outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) That actually is the only way I could see you being part of, like, Girl Scouts, is if they taught you how to talk to squirrels. I totally could have seen you do that. Yep. (laughs) And I wanted to mention the deleted scenes since I wasn't sure if you were familiar with what they were about. Yeah, no, not at all. Go. Okay, so one was destroying Pacha's village. They were like, so, okay, um, when the scene when he's leaving the palace, obviously all dejected, like having to go tell his family that whatever, that they got to move and whatever. Um, But so Pacha like sees in the palace, the guards and stuff like practicing, tearing down and burning his village (gasps) on like little cutouts um, of the village and like they're like I forget, I didn't write down the exact quote but it was like this like massively like like horrible thing to say it's just like burn it down or whatever and it was going to be this like totally different feel for the movie and like oh totally God. break up the comedy and whatever even though that's not a comedic moment but still um it was going to be real intense so yeah that was that was one of them um that they cut Second one that they were actually going to add two more characters, Pacha's father and a hippie neighbor were going to be part of it. Oh God. And that w- really would have taken the movie in a different direction because uh, Cusco, yeah, I mentioned earlier that he was sleeping in Pacha's house and one of the kids found him. And, and then the whole family like welcomed him with a party and basically drove him insane so much that he ran into the woods figuring it was better than with them. So Pacha chased him to help or whatever, take him back to the palace or whatever. So it wasn't, like, as much of a thing about, you know, Pacha just being a great guy and, like, believing him naively that he was going to, you know, go back on his word. Um, but it was, like, just, like, like Cusco was done with their family and just wanted to leave. But I'm, like, I love their family dynamic how it is. So I'm so glad they didn't go that route and make them seem like crazy people. Yeah, that is um, so weird. That's All of yeah. that is so extra. And, like, I'm so glad that got cut. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the last thing about the um, the Cusco Topia, whatever, um, apparently they had originally 
said that it was going to be um, like the actual size that Cusco always wanted to build, like that huge mansion or whatever. It was still going to be a huge mansion on the hill next to Pacha. But Sting wrote a, le- a note to the producers objecting that Cusco has not really changed or learned from his experiences if he still built his excessive mansion. So Cusco instead should build and enjoy a much smaller hut that is more appropriate to the village and the peasants way of life. And that's what they did. Okay, uh, so Sting. Thank you, Sting. Yep. Yeah, coming in with a spicy hot take. That is awesome. <laughs> yep. a- and actually, you want to know that in his letter, this is what he actually said. You do this, I'm resigning because this is exactly the opposite of what I stand for. I've spent 20 years trying to defend the rights of indigenous people and you're just marching over them to build a theme park. I will not be party to this. Yo. That's oh my God. crazy. Wow. That was a letter to Disney. Fuck yeah, Sting. Well, I feel bad for him on this whole process. Everybody go read the Vulture article that I'm going to attach to this um, Yeah. To this uh, episode because Sting got uh, screwed over basically working on this movie because he was supposed to write a full musical just like Eldon John uh, for Lion mm-hmm. King and he got pummeled basically and they ended up only having him write one song. <laughs> yeah. So... And he, he really got fucked over. So, like, everybody read the article. It's intense and really, really... It's, like, sad, but, like, thank God we have this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just had three more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there were some taglines from IMDb that I thought were hilarious about the movie. Um, a couple bullet points. It's all about me. <laughs> um, nuttier than a holiday fruitcake. <laughs> llama llama ding dong. <laughs> that's a good one that's a really good one a comedy about standing on your own four feet (laughs) and then there beware the groove (laughs) no touchy no touchy um a new wrinkle on evil (laughs) i love that one that's clever and not them me (laughs) winner loser yep (laughs) so good and then, um, oh, I mentioned earlier about the Pacha's name meaning, um, and also Cusco's as well. So Pacha's name means earth in the Incan language. So this could refer to his round shape, his green poncho, and or his down-to-earth personality. Oh. Um, and then Cusco was named after the ancient capital of the Incas, Cusco, with a C. Um, the city still exists in the Andes Mountains in southern Peru at an elevation of 11,200 feet. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, the last thing, um, in the theme song, it describes Cusco as an icon in Mesoamerican history. But Mesoamerica stretched from Mexico to Central America, not Peru, where the story takes place. Hey. Yeah. So, so there goes Sting saying representing indigenous people. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were trying it's a, to. It's a cool sounding lyric. Um, Just inaccurate. Um, yeah. All right. Well, any others? Uh, no, that was my last note. Yay. Good job. Those were awesome. <laughs> um, I've mentioned a few of mine, so I'll probably end up going through these pretty fast. Um, I've already mentioned how much I feel like I'm very much a chicha, but also the girl who tries to hit Cusco after he's insulted all of them is also my aesthetic. <laughs> um, I literally wrote like, somebody deck him. <laughs> yeah. He deserved it. Um, especially a girl beating him up. I'm just like, yeah, that would have been really satisfying. Like we needed that for feminist history and we mm-hmm. didn't get it. Um, okay. I don't want them to actually do this, but if Eartha Kitt was still around, I would then want it. But because Eartha Kitt is gone, please don't do this. Please don't do this. But I really wish we could have a prequel about Isma's other henchmen. 
Yeah. Because Cusco says she gets a new one every decade. And uh-huh. I was like, I need to know what the other men were like. And I need to know why she got rid of them. Did she kill them off each time they weren't, um, at each time they became disposable? I need, I need a prequel. But I don't want one because she's not here anymore. And if anybody else voiced her, it just wouldn't feel right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what else? Um, R.I.P. Eartha Kit. Yeah, seriously. You were the fucking best, man. Um, I love the detail that, uh, Kronk turns the... Cusco heads towards her, facing her when before she yeah, hits them. She hits them. It's such a subtle detail, but I fucking love it. Um, for those of you who don't know, Isma was supposed to have a song in this movie, uh, detailing that her greatest enemy is the sun, because I guess it ages her. I think was supposed to be like the insinuation, and you can listen to it online. Eartha Kid sang it. They recorded it. It is online. So just look up, like, Isma's song on YouTube and you'll find it. It's, like, the first option. They even have some, like, a oh, few, Oh, I didn't like, know they actually recorded it. They so recorded it. it no, okay. it, it exists. I'll include the link to it in the show notes, too. Um, It exists. And it's, like, fully recorded with Eartha Kit. And they even have some designs, too, that they would have done with it. But then they realized, like, they were saying that her enemy was the Sud, but she's supposed to be going after Cusco. So it didn't make sense. So they ended up cutting it. Because we also don't really need a backstory for her. Like, that was kind of what they ended up with, was they were like, we don't really need to know her backstory, you know? It's enough that she's, like, power hungry. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've already mentioned a couple of these. Um, are there squirrels in Peru? Oh, uh, wait, no. Oh, they, never mind. I remember reading a note about the, the chimp would never have been in Peru. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But no, I... I, I don't think I, squirrels I don't are native squirrels. to Peru. Um, I just, that was just a thought I had in the middle of the movie. I was like, they use squirrels, but I don't think squirrels are native to Peru, so. Did you research it? Hmm. No, I didn't. Are squirrels? <laughs> I love I can hear your little keyboard, like the tap, tap, tap. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Uh, why, why, uh, quill squirrels are found in the wild only in southwestern Ecuador and northwestern Peru? Um, yeah. So maybe not. Do they look like normal, like, what do they look like? Do they look like, like, American squirrels? Uh, it's got a big fluffy tail. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. The way you said that sounded so (laughs) piglet-esque. Oh, my God. They only have one picture. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. It it looks like a normal squirrel, so maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll give, we'll give them creative liberty. Um, creative license. Um. I love you, squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Kelly and I named every squirrel Bob when we were kids. I don't I love remember. Bob. Why? Why did we name them Bob? Why were they all named Because I always love the name Bob. Bob is a great, well, we loved Bob the Builder. Yeah. Bob the Builder is the best man. Bob the Builder is the exact opposite of toxic masculinity, and we need to put him back on TV to teach these Can motherfuckers a lesson. It? Because he was great. Mm-hmm. He was a true hero. Um, what else? Um, I never Cusco. noticed, but it is it is Cusco's 18th birthday for most of this movie. They kill mm. him because she says on the in the eulogy that he died on the eve of his 18th birthday. Oh my gosh. So he is 18 in this movie. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Cusco. You're a dick. Um, 
<laughs> well, they say they gave um I forgot how old David Spade was when he filmed the movie. I think they said like in his mid thirties. Uh, but yeah, for him to play like a 17, 18 year old or whatever it was was pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does a great job. Oh my god. Um I wrote Isma as a cat makes me so happy. Like I watched this movie just for that moment, just mm-hmm. to lead up to her being a cat, and I my day is made. I literally get, like, I I don't know if I've ever told you this, Kelly. Like, sometimes when I'm, like, feeling, like, really deep, like, affection or love for something, I get, like, I, like, have a physical pain in my chest. Have I ever told you this? No. Yeah. So, like, sometimes if I, like, if I'm hanging out, like, with you and the family, you know, for a little while, like, or if I'm watching Maisie play with a toy or just, like, napping, or if I'm hanging out with Keith and the kids, I just get these, like, chest pains where I'm just, like, super happy and just, like, very, very, like, in love and I get that every time I watch Yzma as a cat. I just oh. get that pain because I'm just like, oh, this is my safe space. It's just watching Yzma be a cat. Oh. Um, okay, uh, technical question. When he turns back to being a human, is he naked? <laughs> I just, I'm a little curious just because I'm like, yeah. that would be so awkward to have to like try to climb back into the palace. That is funny. Naked. And trying to be like, hey, I'm the emperor. I'm like, they're probably used to him walking around naked. I mean, he was the emperor. How did he explain that he was never dead or whatever? Yeah. He probably just, maybe he just said he went missing, but like Isma didn't like try to take over and he's disposed of her. And they're probably just like, sure, you're in charge. (laughs) I guess. Hmm. Um, And then I, I think I've already mentioned this, but I just love the ending of this movie. Um, yeah. I think is really sweet when they all hug it out and like the whole village mm-hmm. and everything and bringing back the song too and changing the lyrics a little bit to reflect his yeah. new world is great. Um, and those are my, I have some notes. Um, spicy hot takes. Spicy hot takes. That's a spicy hot take. That's spicy. Uh, what, do you want to go first? Well, well, we'll go back and forth, but do you want to say yours first? Do you want... Yeah, just because mines are never that strong. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just read all of yours and then I'll go? Okay, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, we kind of already have implied this, but, like, it honestly, like, this movie is just not culturally representative of the Inca Empire, whatever. Like, Disney just failed on that, at least. Like, they just and, didn't do a great job. And Especially with learning about the Sting thing and whatever. Like, it, it really hit home that, like, they... They really did. And the empanadas or whatever. Like, you couldn't use the word, you know. Yeah. Like, what? And also, it's like, I get, you know, when this movie, it's in the article, guys. Please read it. Um, it, it They talk about how um, when they first were developing this, it was supposed to be all heritage, all culture. Like, it was supposed to be accurate. It was going to be. And then when they ended up going with a totally different idea for the movie, I think they just threw all of that out the window. Yeah. And it sucks because it's just like, yeah, sure, maybe you didn't like the other movie idea, but you couldn't have at least cast Latinx talent as the voice actors. Like, there's only one, there's only one person of color in the entire cast. And like, Eartha Kitt also isn't technically Latinx. She's Cherokee and African American. So it's just like, you couldn't have cast a single Latinx voice actor mm-hmm. for any of these roles. Like, would it have been that hard, you know? And like... I don't want them, uh, we'll get to remake later, I don't want them to remake this, but, like, if they ever yeah. did, please, just, like, cast appropriately. Make it diverse. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you were saying, sorry. Um. No, well, my second one was that the potion mix-up should have never happened because, <laughs> like, th- it was all about the peeling label, right? Uh-huh. That on the bottle, it was, it was shown down so it looked like a human, whatever. Um. But, like, it's the only bottle in the entire lab that even has a label 
Exactly. Yes. So it shouldn't have been hard to identify. Like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just so sad. Like, yeah. And and it only took me like watching it back this time to like notice that detail. The whole lions, tigers, and bears, or whatever. Like, it showed that none of those had labels. So like, I don't know. Um, uh, the I just wrote that Pachanisma never should have caught up with them to the palace. <laughs> whole, by all accounts, it doesn't make sense. Um, I love my shirt, but I mean, it honestly doesn't. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, I just said that Pacha should have never helped Cusco. I think like yeah. we have too good for him. And, um, and even at the end, I could see a little hesitation, of course, you know, with, with Cusco trying to decide like if he should reach for Pacha or the potion, like even at the end of the movie, like when you think he's learned all this stuff, like it still took him like a moment to think about it. Like really, well, he, dude, he probably thought if he could reach the vial first and become human again, he would be better help than staying a llama, I think was what his thought process was in the moment. Hmm. Yeah. Also, it's the only vial in existence. And if Isma dies, he's never going to get another one. Right. So like, I kind of get where he's coming from. I feel like he just wanted to turn human so he could be a better help. I think that's yeah. where he was coming from. But it is, it does. I mean, it does reflect how much he sucks. But he does help as a llama. So like, he was strong enough to do it. Like, he was. I don't know. Yeah. He's yeah. a dick. It is what it is. Yeah. So that was it. I couldn't think I, of too oh, much. I, think I love almost, this movie. I think almost all of mine are the same as yours. Um, oh, really? Hey, I'm, I did yeah, pretty good. Just literally, I think they're all exactly the same. I'm so. patting myself on the back. <laughs> um, one of mine is like what we talked about. Disney needs a ride. Needs the, mm-hmm. the secret lab ride. Um, I wrote, Pacha's too nice for his own good. He should have let... He should have let Cusco walk into the woods, like walk into the jungle without his help, um, because that would have been the easiest way to get rid of him. He wouldn't have to feel any guilt about it because Cusco says, like, I'm no, I'm going to warned him. He warned him. He warned him not to go like so. He didn't have to feel any guilt about it. And Isma never would have continued those plans. So he would have been fine. And like he had no reason to have to help him. And like, yeah, sure. It would have been a totally different movie and like not a good movie. But technically, Pacha's too good for his, too nice for his own good. Yeah. Um. Oh, I this feel is for him because I'm like the same way that I'm like a pushover and whatever. But like, like part of me just wants to to be that way, you know, like to just yeah. stand up for him and just let them do what they want to do, you know, whatever. It's hard. It's hard to like put your foot down and and yeah. What like I always use the eternal Sex in the City quote of "You're a bad guy in somebody's story." Hmm. Um. Um, I love, uh, uh, this is, oh, this is one of the spicy hot takes I don't think you mentioned. Um, if Cusco knows that Isma has a secret lab with potions that could fix him, why wouldn't he suspect her? her? Oh my God, that's so true. I thought that when he was like, oh, she can take me back to her secret lab and give me a potion and fix me. And I was like, right. Wait, say that again, a little slower. (laughs) (laughs) That and is so true. It just shocks me. He, like, I mean, it show, goes to show how he is almost as dumb as Crunk, but he, like, doesn't realize they did it to him. But I'm like, dude, if you know she has potions, why don't you suspect her? That is really sad. Yeah. So that's a spicy hot take. And then the, I mentioned the white cast problem and that they should have done a better job with the heritage. It's still a funny movie. It's just unfortunate that it obviously isn't representative of actual Incan culture. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, oh, the last one I have is why doesn't Isma make a new human potion in the end? She made the first one. 
Why doesn't she just make yeah. a new one for herself? Huh. I don't know if maybe, like, she loses her lab and maybe she's under, like, house arrest. Like, Krunk is now her, like, guard and can't let her, like... But she technically could. Yeah. So, questions she did make them? Are we sure that she made them? I think she did because it's her lab and you see her with all of the materials and everything. So I oh, think true, she, yeah. With the yeah, she's a chemist. Like, she knows how to make them. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, yeah. But I, I think, I think Krunk's new groove, or what is it? What is it? What is yeah, the Yeah, Krunk's new groove. Krunk's yeah. new groove, I think she's turned back to human. She turns herself back to human. Or is oh, she, like, part I was part gonna cat? say, I don't remember anything of that movie. I don't remember like, anything about it either. I did not watch it in preparation for this, because I know it's horrible. I have it, but I've, I've literally only watched it once, and I don't remember anything. <laughs> Why do you anything? still have it? I guess just because it's Kronk or whatever. Like, I felt bad. I couldn't get rid of Kronk. But um, I don't know. Yeah, like, part of me. Uh, I read, like, the description. It was something about Kronk's dad in it. And I'm like, I don't remember any of that. So, huh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't see why she couldn't have just made her own potion. But, anywho. Uh, so, those are spicy hot takes. Woo! Woo-hoo! Now, we move on to the ironic question of the podcast. Should this be remade? Which I think is the most obvious answer. N-O, no. Please. No. Yeah, please don't remake this. Just please don't. Um, I don't think Disney will try to because I think they're still kind of embarrassed that they released this even though it's the best movie they've ever released. I feel like they're still... I wonder, though, I feel like the only way they're going to ever put in, like, a Cusco-topio and all that stuff is if they remake it, which is unfortunate. But would you I, okay? Let's 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 ask the hard question then. Mm-hmm. Would you rather they never remake this and never build the ride, or remake this and build the ride? Mm, why'd you have to ask me that, Lord? Because I love <laughs> to ask the hard questions. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a tough one. I, I me never personally, good of a job. That's the, the thing. Never remake it, please don't. Yeah, because as as it is, the there. show was already kind of embarrassing. Um, at least I wasn't a fan of the TV show. Oh and, no, no. And obviously, the direct to video sequel was not memorable. So like, don't please don't remake this. Like, I wish we could have that ride. Yeah, maybe they'll never make it, but at least we have one of the best movies ever. Yeah. That's true. That will live forever. And who knows if they make the ride bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'd have to go with that. Yeah. Well, I think that's everything. Um, Thank you all for listening. I love for you all to tune in. It means a lot to me. Please subscribe to the podcast. Um, please click that subscribe follow button. Uh, it really helps with trying to get advertisers for the show. Eventually, I'll be doing merchandise for the show. And this just helps with numbers and stats. And it's really important. And please click it. Click, click, click. Um, also, if you love, love, love the show, as well as subscribing, please rate and review. I love to read your feedback. I love to hear your kind words. It means a lot to me. It makes my day. It makes my week. Uh, in COVID times, it makes my year because <laughs> things still kind of suck. Um, I hope you tune in next week for the next episode. Thank you, Kelly, for coming on to the show. It's Thank nice. you for having me. Brother ladies. Um, but Brother thanks. ladies. 
Thanks again for listening, guys. I hope you tune in next week. Bye. Oh, wait. Bye. Follow oh. at... <laughs> oh, shit. I, always, I forgot. Please follow us at... Um, please don't remake this on Instagram. Um, yeah. I post some fun stuff on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> Do it or Yzma's going to come after you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so thanks, everybody. I hope you tune in next week. Bye. Bye.